Yeah, sure. Yeah, I did lots of weird stuff as a kid. No, so. I mean, I mean, you probably did more weird stuff than I did. Honestly, I'm kind of fucking. I'm really boring, dude. Yeah, well, like, so I, well, <laughs> I really well, don't. So, I really don't have. I mean, I've got some stories of like my my like mid twenties. Yeah, but that was after I joined. Uh, and I was going to like Atlanta and stuff, but yeah. I didn't like just be like, you know what? I'm going to Germany for a month. Like I'm not so, that kind of guy who's just gonna just up and do something What's funny about so, and that's that's where it is. I've had a very interesting. I love how I just start this podcast episode and like we have an F-35 or something just flying. Yeah, that's probably what it sounds like. If it's, if, yeah, if it's yeah, on a they're, Saturday. They're yeah. loud, bro. They're loud. Anyway, thank you for uh, listening to the Lost Out podcast. This is. Uh, Trent Castleberry here. I'm here with Sean. Hey, what's up? Sean's here. We're going to be talking about um, stuff. A lot of, yeah, like social issues, mainly, mainly like politics, definitely what's going on. Because listen, dude, there's, there's so much going on right now that it's like I don't, you don't even know where to start. I kind of made a little bit of yeah. a list. Yeah. A little bit of a list of things to run down, and I'll give you my perspective of sure. what I've looked into. Sure. And then you can give me like what you've seen. I'll okay. probably ask you what you've seen and then mm-hmm. maybe come back. But if you don't like that, it's like, dude, I don't want to hear like, oh, it's whatever, like, whatever. We'll, we'll figure it out. We're just going to be, you know, huh? Shop it. Shoot. What? We're going to be, yeah. we're going to be okay. shoot, shooting the, the, the shit. Yeah. And, uh, Elfie's here as well. She's going to be just in, just in the background. We're enjoying some cigars and my first cigar. And it's yeah. amazing. Sean treated us with some, some bomb cigars like, honestly because i was i was uh, i was, uh, I was deployed in uh in diabaker turkey mm-hmm. um and that's the first time i've ever had an actual cigar yeah and i already i had already seen like you know you watch movies and the movies are just like don't inhale it and you see them inhale it and they're like Ugh. like you know it's like so i already knew like yeah. not to inhale it but when i told like the the guys that got these cigars from turkey yeah uh there's there's just one guy who was a contractor and he would go into insta instable Mm-hmm. Uh, instant, instant. Why, why can't I not? Okay. Why can't I not? You're you're good. <laughs> anyway, you're good. he we go in there and he would grab these like awesome cigars and he would bring it back to the boys and yeah. and the, and the people there like it's there were ladies there too but I mean like he <laughs> would bring them in and he would let he would just have like boxes just boxes and they were gifts because he yeah. was like he worked for a bunch of people and so he would just give us a box. And so I told him I didn't, I didn't smoke. I've never smoked cigar before. I've, I've been smoking. I smoked cigarettes since I was 20. Yeah. And I've been off and on on that, you know, like six months off, six months on. And then I'll go like two years on. So it's, mm-hmm. it's been back and forth. And they're like, no, you got to do a cigar. They're like, don't inhale it though. Don't inhale it. I was like, dude, I know how this stuff works. I just haven't been in a position to where I could smoke cigars. You know? Yeah. I didn't like them. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't really like them. I it's like, it's entirely is, subjective. I mean, just, well, I mean those. I guess. It, oh, I mean because the ones that they gave me, I felt like it was just. It looked like it was like one of those mystery boxes that the YouTube mother <laughs> so, like uh, try to sell to everybody. It's like if you just put in a hundred dollars a month, we'll send you a mystery box, which you have no idea what's gonna so, be in there, but we know it's gonna be packed full of cigars. One of them bitches might be good. <laughs> I mean, I mean, my intro- magic yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, my introduction was similar. Um, it was uh, on one of my deployments. I got four deployed to Interlick, mm-hmm. and our uh, yeah, it was really nice leaving the shithole of the the deed Aladid Airbase to go to Interlick was fantastic. <laughs> Interlick's not bad. I liked it. Oh, it was well compared to the deed. Anything's well. nice, but I mean, <laughs> I, either way. So our pro super that was with us there, as soon as we uh, 
launched our first sortie out of there. As mm-hmm. soon as the jet took off, he gave us all cigars. And the cigars he gave us were from a company called Kentucky Fire. Um, pretty good. But I had never had a cigar before. That was my first one. And it put me right on my ass. Because um, it was very heavy. Um, the tobacco content or whatever in that was incredibly high. And I had also made the mistake of I was drinking pretty heavily with the boys afterwards. And I remember making it back to my room, lying down on my bed, and the ceiling was spinning. I revisited dinner a couple of times. And the next morning, it was just terrible. But it was once I got back to the deed, um, there was actually a company called Cigars for Warfighters. You send them an email, and basically, wherever you're deployed, they will send you tons of cigars from well-known manufacturers and they're free it's kind of like death with co- death death with wish coffee. yeah death with coffee Sorry. yeah like th- there's a lot of these people that we'll, you'll just send in. it's like hey you know we got people that are deployed right now we were wondering if you guys would like, yeah. give us a shoot us some stuff we got stuff from all kinds of like churches and mm-hmm. stuff because there was just one guy rra out mm-hmm. there in well, I was in D'Albuquerque at the at the time. Yeah, I don't, where's that? It's uh it's it's about an hour C130 flight outside of Inserlik. Oh, okay. Okay. But it's like I don't know which direction. So that way I'm not like, you know, yeah, well, no, I really I really don't know, so no one can be like, "Oh, well, we know." Yeah, yeah. But like <laughs> it's like, "Oh, no." Oh, sick. Yeah. No, like it's not it's a well it's a well-known like basically it's probably a one step up from a fod. Oh, okay. But we still live in tents. Gross. But it was, yeah, it, it was like for for us going to Interlook was just hilarious. I love Interlook is a base, man. Well, like, no, it's well, an international. It, imagine that though. So you've been to Interlook, right? Yeah, I was. So I was know, deployed there first. Before so here's I what's went. funny: did yeah. they stick you in Patriot Village? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, Patriot Village. Sucks. Guess what they did with us? They put we, you in the housing after they left. The, yeah, I was there before. They put us in the Hoja. I know. So I was I in was, TLF for two dude, months. I was there before <laughs> they actually sent the families out and stuff. Yeah. So where they filled it up with all like the commanders and the, the, oh, okay. the NCOs and stuff. The bigger yeah. like the master sergeants and up, mm-hmm. and then and then obviously like uh, oh the the O's. You'll take um, it. So real real quick, you'll start to notice if it starts to get a little bit of a bite, like it'll taste kind of sharp. That means you're done. You're, you're starting to run into the end of it. So don't push that too far or you'll make yourself sick. It's tempting. I, I can understand why. You... Yeah, you'll notice the difference. It seems like there's so many, there's so much like nuance into there cigar is. smoking. <laughs> so, and that's, like... well, and then that's what I was leading into. So um, once I got yeah, back to segue the... Segue in, Let's go. Yeah. Once I got back to the States, I actually met up with an old chief that I knew. Um, we actually ran into each other at a Spokane casino. Um... I used to remember being with him in Manas Air Base in Kyrgyzstan, and he would be, every Wednesday, he'd be smoking cigars. He'd buy beers for all of us that were that would show up. I mean, greatest chief ever, Chief Love, fantastic. Um, he told me about this place in Spokane called Cigar Train. So I went there, checked it out, met the owner, fantastic dude, and he actually put me on all the good stuff because he's just like, yeah, you know, some of the stuff you've been smoking is like, you're smoking like a dumpster. Yeah. Try this. Yeah. See, so you notice it. T- there's that switch. Once it hits that turn, that's it. You're yeah. done. Um, and that's where I found this. You know, that's where I got turned on to acid. Um, then there's another. Not one. real acid, by the way, guys. Yeah. We're no not, acid. We're not the, acid. Over the here. company. It's a company. It's a cigar company. Yeah. Just want to make sure um, we preface. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just sitting here dropping tabs, man. You know. It's, <laughs> it's like, dude, it's gonna get wild, man. Yeah. What up? <laughs> Start licking the walls and shit. 
<laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a cool place. It's a little hole-in-the-wall joint in Spokane. Um, and I got, I met the owner. Dude, this guy smokes like seven cigars a day. I mean, he's hardcore. But, uh, I'm about to be on that level. Oh, geez. <laughs> oh, geez. You like, I, it? You like you, it that much? You've started something. So, well, well, I, it's what, well, and that's the thing, because if that was your first cigar, then it's a great first choice. Um, amazing. Yeah. You just have to find the right ones. Um, it's just, you're talking about aftertaste like a motherfucker. Like well, yeah, and that's the problem. No, there's some. So, like, there's tons of different ways they rank cigars, just like, you know, you have your wines, you know, light body, heavy body, stuff like that. They have that with cigars, too. Um, some of them are a little bit more intense than other ones. Typically, the bigger it is, the more it's going to, you know, it's going to give you more because you're smoking it for longer, obviously. Um, then there's other stuff uh, like Maduro's. And, you know, Maduro's mean it's just a darker colored wrapper. It's a little bit more oil to it, heavier flavor. You know, and then you can start getting into crazy preferences like, oh, do you like your Ecuadorian tobacco, Nicaraguan, Cuban, whatever. Yeah. And then there's also, I'll just put the pitch out there, Davidoff, if you've ever heard of that company. Wow. Okay. Don't we don't. Know, I, we don't. No, no, no. Davidoff is like super high end. That's it's a, it's it's like a brand. I mean, Honestly, we're talking like, like high end cars, that, leathers. You know, the whatever. The only thing that I know, and maybe you, I don't want to speak for you, but the only thing that I know is like I've heard on movies, Cubans. That's it. So that's, that's Cubans. The, that the Cubans are. So I'll throw it out there real quick just to finish that one. I think Davidoff, it was just because of scarcity. Yeah. That well, is the only that's reason part why of people it. liked Cubans. Um, yeah. Yeah. Davidoff basically came out with like this list of like cigar etiquette and it's just a bunch of arbitrary rules. You can follow them as you see fit, but it's like the rules to cigar smoking. So it's not supposed to be treated like a cigarette at all. You don't obviously you don't walk and smoke a cigar ever. Cigars are supposed to be loungy. Yep. Loungy. Um, A man should never light another man's cigar, period. That's just how it's supposed to be. No, you're good. Don't worry. It's just <laughs> no, one just of like, it's just one of those. Why is that? It's it's just one of those. You know, it's like those high society rules. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> follow it. Follow it as much as you want. It's just it, one of those. You know. It doesn't really have a reason. It's just one of those. Like we just put it in there because. Yeah. It's just we gotta. It, have it's supposed some to be. It's supposed to be classy. Yeah. You know, it, you're not smoking a cigarette. It's supposed to be something you just chill and relax to. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so Davidoff is the one that came up with those rules. But on the subject of Cubans, one of the rules with Davidoff is you never ask somebody if it's a Cuban. It's one of those just like if you have to ask, you know, you should you just shouldn't. Cuban cigars, again, can be hit or miss. I mean, it's it's one of those, like, as you said, it's probably a scarcity thing. They're popular because they were hard to get for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, the embargoes have kind of dropped. They're a little bit easier to come by. Um, but, you know. I've had great Cuban cigars. I've had terrible Cuban cigars. I've had fantastic cheap cigars like the ones I brought last time. The uh, the f- number 59, the factory throwouts that I brought last time. Um, yeah, it's like a dollar a stick. I mean, that's fantastic. But then again, I've also had like $50 cigars that I'm like, after halfway through it, I'm like, this tastes like ass and I feel sick. So I have, I have a question on sure. like, I guess the, the, the effects... Mm-hmm. So you want, you want <laughs> what she wants I, some. I want yeah go ahead go ahead um so wh- wh- Full size. because i i've smoked cigarettes i'll, I'll be mm-hmm. honest i mean anyone i'm not a, i'm not a, i'm not somebody who tries to hide anything like for anybody who's listening yeah i smoked cigarettes since i was like 20 years old mm-hmm. and it's been off and on since till now and i'm like 29 years old 
Yeah. And I've only smoked cigars. Making me feel like, old. On very, no, on very few occasions. Yeah. Like very, 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 very few. And I knew the whole, the, like, I knew how to smoke cigars, but I didn't understand, like, why, like, what makes it so different than you shouldn't inhale it. I mean, I know because, what happens. So, yeah, it's just, it's a... But, like, why is it, like, you're going to get sick and all this stuff? Like, that? obviously, if you inhale it, you may sick. But then you can get, like, you can feel hella woozy and stuff. Yeah. Is it, like, a chemical that hits, like, the, so, the, the your gums and stuff? Or, like, your lips? Like, no, how, not necessarily. What is the chemical effect, I guess, I'm asking? There's way more nicotine yep. in a cigar than there is in a cigarette. So it doesn't even take, like, a hit um, as far as, like, an inhaling. Can yeah. speak well, a little yeah. bit on this? It's, uh... It's similar to when I think you do, when you smoke hookah, mm -hmm. and you can just take a lot of puffs in a row without, typically hookah is very communal, and if you just sh like keep it to yourself for a while, and you do some deep, and I mean hookah you can inhale, you do some deep inhales, and you really... You really get in there, you can start yeah. to feel this lightheadedness. And I mean, I personally am a person that like enjoys that with hookah, but for a lot of people, that feeling and doing that makes them feel sick. But cigars are even higher mm -hmm. nicotine content than even the shisha you use for hookah. So you'll almost skip the lightheaded phase and you'll feel that and then instantly get to the sick phase where the the hookah level it's like you can you can kind of chase that lightheaded high feeling without feeling sick yep and then also compared to like a cigarette there's no extra chemicals in this there's no other weird ingredients it's literally just different types of tobacco leaves and then as far as these are whatever flavoring they put on the outside wrapper but that's it Mm -hmm. It's just tobacco, period. It's straight tobacco. So, I loved like whenever I was in like history class when I was like ninth grade, we were talking about like the uh, the taxation on tobacco, and then mm -hmm. they tried to like outlaw tobacco, and they were like, you know, go like oh, don't, don't get me like, wrong. Go so, <laughs> like in the colonies, so that whole like, <laughs> like they tried to tax it and stuff. They yeah, that like, whole no. like uh, <laughs> that whole truth campaign we all knew about in high school. Yeah, I, I was a part of that for a while because I fell into that trap, but. Mm. Then I got older and I realized, you know what? I'm an adult. I'm gonna choose my vices and I'm just gonna live my life. I mean, I'm like, here for I'm here for a good time and not a long time. So <laughs> I might as it's funny as like truth and dare. I was, like, <laughs> I was a dare kid. I mean, you know, it's, it's not as bad as the dare campaigners. Yeah, I mean, still still bad, but dare actually introduced people to more drugs and how to yeah. get them and how to do it. Yeah, because we're like, wow, so that's how you do that. All right, yeah, cool. This is what heroin is. I didn't know before. And, oh, there's different Here's the deal. is like, if cocaine. you can... Here's, yeah, my, here's right? my idea. My idea is that if you can go your entire life without ever, like, hitting up nicotine or alcohol or anything, mm -hmm. cool, I call you blessed. That's that's fine. Like, I don't have... I'm not going to be like... I'm never going to say something like, oh, well, you haven't lived. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to be that guy. Like, good. Good. I'm glad because there are people that will be addicted to certain substances and yeah. at certain higher levels than other people. Some people can do it like once a week and then just be like, hey, I'm, I'm smoking a cigar. I'm like, this is my Friday. I'm smoking cigars on Friday, you know? And yeah. some people are like, I can't go a day without smoking a cigar or like drinking. And so uh, 
one of the benefits of cigars is they're actually because they have less of the binders or whatever else, whatever other chemical cigarettes they're in there, they're not as addictive. Mm-hmm. And I mean, part of it is also the environment that you would smoke them in. Like for myself, I mean, typically I smoke outside and like right now it's cold as shit outside. Oh, I'm not going to yeah. go stand out there for an hour. No. So, you know, there's that. I mean, I don't know. Um, I, I just, it's, yeah, it's more of a conversational, more re- relaxation than anything else. Mm-hmm. So vices are vices, but I don't, exactly. I don't push people into vices, Nope. but, and I, but I also don't like fault people for never having a vice. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? I'm, Cause yeah. I had this one guy tell me before he said, uh, he, I had just met him and I was, um, I was, I was in, uh, my first duty station Mm -hmm. i was in georgia and he was he was like he was like a university student and he's and uh university yeah right he he i was introduced to him and the first (laughs) thing that he said was all like they were like hey this this is castle you know i was all like hey what's going on he's like hey man what's your vice like it was kind of like you know pick your poison and stuff like that he's like what's your vice and i was like what do you mean because i i never really had heard. I mean, I knew what vices were, mm-hmm. but I was like, that's kind of an odd way of an introduction. It's just like, what's your vice? It is. It and is. the deal is, it's just like, every, in his philosophy, was that everybody has a vice. And that if I know yeah. your vice, then I can get a gauge of who you are if you tell yeah. me what, my, what your vice is first. Yeah. And so I was like, I, I mean, that's, a, that's understandable of a way of like trying to gauge somebody. Mm-hmm. But like you if you if you came out and said i don't really have any kind of vices i do things every once in a while yeah. i'll try things out but people get really skeptical whenever you say that it's really hard I to guess. find somebody that doesn't have some form of advice if, a lot if of, you don't have one like if you claim to not have a vice or if you actually don't have it's, one it's that suspect. does make me somewhat wary of you because it's like yeah. what do you do that yeah what are you hiding are you you're furry dude <laughs> like, yeah. i mean again even even with that i mean as i like to joke i mean that's, i don't i don't kink shame no, so i mean no. hey if that's what you're into that's, that's what you're into yeah, yeah all yeah. power to you but, true enough true enough i mean i do like to i don't understand it yeah but fair enough whatever again hey if that's what you're into that's what you're into it's not my forte but you know it is what it is i would like to to understand it baby it's okay but i want to tell you that it's weird to me yeah yeah, it's one of those like hey so to me that makes me a little uncomfortable but hey if that's what if that's what gets you off and that's what gets you going all power to you. And this is this there, made me want. This is what made me want to go into another class of like psychology. Oh, geez. is to figure out like the di- <laughs> the different dis- Like you wouldn't even call it a disorder. Just like what, like, what can, yeah. is it trauma or is it just uh, certain ways of life that that causes these things? Because these yeah. kinks things that they, they weren't really that prevalent until the internet came out, man. Well, like once I mean, that, well, see, out, so here's the thing. It, I think they were prevalent. Yes. The internet just, just gave them a base to where it's a little bit more uh, accessible. This is also what I was going to say. It, it's not that they didn't exist. It's just that people that weren't a part of it. They were just in the shadows. They're, they're less aware because the internet didn't exist. Yeah. And the internet lets you see almost every facet of humanity that's a possibility but i would like to meet somebody that would tell that could tell me that before the internet was actually a thing Mm -hmm. that they actually had furry conventions oh they absolutely they absolutely then i need i need to see it i can say that as a person who grew up outside of new york city 
Um, I'll re- take your word for it. But the, I still well, the wanna, reason I'm I just wanna, saying that I is... I want to meet somebody that was oh. just like, yeah, dude, we've been doing this shit for years. Like, I mean, the, not the just thing the furry just... thing. And I'm not trying to like pinpoint. I'm talking well, about multiple okay, I, fringe yeah. kink okay. stuff. I like, mean, this, is, this isn't a kink thing, but I think it can in this way be compared. Like, trans people have existed multiple decades before the internet. Yeah. Like, decades or even if, hundreds I mean, of years is just only becoming well known well, I guess, now that we have this kind of global community. Well, here, I, exactly. like, here's another thing about... Well, I probably shouldn't get into this because it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna. No, I understand. I understand. So here's the deal with like with the trans thing. I'm gonna say this, and then we can probably move on. Or you sure, can, I'll give you one more. Like you can come back at it. <laughs> I feel like the the description, or I guess the the narrative that that would be like this is what trans is, right? Mm-hmm. It's changed and evolved throughout the years. So what did you mean? What do you mean by trans in the bag? Are you talking about people that would dress up in in like? like basically drag and say that they they were a woman but just because they they're dressed up to be in a drag woman? though doesn't necessarily mean they're are trans. you talking about transvestites like or are you talking about people that were actually biologically had something that would that is predominantly mixed matched so which one are we talking about and there's multiple different levels so you're saying that throughout history you had people that were more feminine and dressed more feminine and called themselves I, w- I am actually a woman or I am actually a man being on the opposite spectrum so, like, which ones are we talking about? Throughout history, we'd have to be able to figure out, like, is there a difference between modern day and then past oh, day? Oh, absolutely. We're talking about, there, like, there is what is the, There has to be um, a... I'm just saying there's... I think there's a progression of that. And it's not, like, the same thing that we have today is the same thing that we had yesterday. So, back then, I don't believe it, dude. I mean, I'm I not going to go with it. progression. I would go more with the fact that it's become more socially acceptable. And with the fact that it's become more socially acceptable, you're starting to see more facets of it. That's kind of where I those go things with it. just kind of developed, or they were already it, there. It, it, it was the already thing. there. It's just if it's becoming more in the light, so to speak, on the mainstream level to to where like I I don't know. It's just it's coming. Yeah, I guess that's where I would go with it. It's it's more coming to light, and people are seeing it more for the first time on an open. Level because usually stuff like this was more like on the fringe level. People kept this kind of on the down low. I mean, apart from what I grew up with, yeah, of course, you had the huge pride parades in New York where you would see that on display. But I mean, myself growing up in that area, I mean, I was exposed to that shit at a young age where I'm like, okay, cool, this is just what these people do, whatever. And that's their choice, man. That's, they got exactly. The and maybe, Praise maybe God we live in a country where you can actually express yourself. You know? Yeah. And that's it's one of those, like, maybe it's because I grew up in that type of an environment where I guess I'm more, I don't know, accepting there of it. I don't know. It's like, Hey man, if that's how that person wants to live their life. Fine. Go ahead. Live your life that way. It's not affecting me personally. It's not stopping me from doing whatever I want to do. And, I mean, I've had plenty of friends that were of that type of mindset, that were in that community. And, I mean, I've participated in a couple of pride parades. I don't care. It was a good, it was a good time. I mean, I was hammered for most of it. But, I mean, it was, it was a good time. Those I people... mean, most of the people that participate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, are... are either hammered or on something else. Oh, yeah. And, it was, and that's just it. I mean. That's part of the experience. Yeah. And, I mean, um, it's just like the cultural aspect of like, it. I it mean, reminded me. It's like I watched a pride parade. On, online and I, I was like this is Mardi Gras 
Like I just felt like you know like, you're not wrong. I mean, when you're actually right. when you're actually right. there, it has that kind of a vibe it to it. It, it does it have a vibe. It can very much be like that. Um, I wanted to more speak on the historical aspect. Um, man, I wish I could remember the name um, of this individual. They. I believe we're a doctor. And it was Greece and Roman times, no, and it doesn't it's count. Not, no, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not. It was during the Second World War and then proceeding after, because after the Second World War is when synthetic uh, testosterone became a thing and was available, and they were a doctor, and... I think his first name was Alan, but I cannot for the life of me remember his his last name. Um, but he was born a woman and continued in adulthood to dress and present as a man. Married one woman, got divorced, and then married another woman who he spent the rest of his life with, but took to talk testosterone like the syn- yeah. the same synthetic t- testosterone that you would take now as a uh, male to female trans man but I, I guess that's, but, that's the only so that's, that's my only hang up though but that's, is that I have to keep supplementing everything to so that my mind can match my body but I'm, but I'm saying it's and my, or my body can actually sorry the reverse my body can actually match what my well, mind is telling again, me that I so, am I mean, if and I wanna, feel like that's like yes we have there's definitely that's okay, not we, all we need trans. to get off of this one <laughs> no, no, because this is I, not where I wanted to go with this can podcast I, can I, yeah we'll just can yeah. I add one little thing that's not all trans people choose to do that, and I'm just giving this as an example of this has at least been a thing. No, it's been. I'm, I'm sure it has oh, yeah. been. It's just popular like, that's because with the internet, we have more exposure in the internet. 40s. This was the 40s. I didn't say that there weren't no, no, no. furries. I just said I hadn't no, no, no. seen it, I and I'd love it. to meet somebody who was before the internet was a thing. To understand, like, where did this start? Like, the history. Like, I love watching documentaries, especially yeah. for weird stuff it's like that. Like, I want to know. I want to know, like, how did this start? When did, <laughs> why did this start? Because, I mean, come on. The, here's the deal. The reason why it's interesting is because it's French. It's because you, I don't understand it. You know, I, it's not It's not what, what we call, and uh, it's such and, a derogatory term now, it's called normal, well, which is the general. So the general, right so there, it's though, outside of the general. You, you... Well, yeah, re fucking normies. <laughs> but um, no, I think I think you hit it on the head with the fact that it was fringe, and that's where I can speak on this one with the the wonders of the internet because it is fringe that makes it interesting. Mm-hmm. And now because I can't wrap with, my head around with, it with with the internet stuff that and stuff being fringe being interesting, it's just more accessible. Yeah, you can and that's, find it, and that's beautiful. Easier. I love that. I like I like it because I want to know more about why. Things are the way that they are. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I started the podcast. It's like I wanted to talk to people about my ideas and then their ideas. And then I can weigh the the, the yeah. balance of it and yeah. see. Like maybe there, maybe you know something I don't know. Maybe Could be. That, I mean, you obviously know a shit ton that I don't know. <laughs> like our last podcast, I've, I've had was like ver- three let's... something hours. And you were like yeah. opening my eyes to all kinds of like I've the, had the a... sports shooting and stuff. Was yeah. like the, that was hella interesting. So, I, mean, I didn't it's know just... it was that in depth. I thought it I mean, was new. You know, I, no, it's been around no, forever. No, it's been around forever. It's just, I guess for me, it's just I have an interesting insight just because I've had a very interesting life up to this point. 
I've seen a lot of shit. I've done a lot of shit. Um, I've been around to a lot of places. I mean, shit. I had traveled most of Europe before I was even in high school. That's crazy. courtesy of my grandparents. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I speak multiple languages. I mean, all that stuff. So, yeah. What? Speak multiple languages. Yeah, so I speak fluent German, English. I know some Russian, some Italian, some Spanish, a little bit of French. Now some I'm, some I'm, Japanese. I'm very um, jealous as a person that always has. I was tried to I was German. always sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, so no, that, that was the, it. That's all I had to say. So I mean, it, it, this uh, this might sway some people. So the my entire family on my mother's side is from Germany. Um, I was the first one on my mother's side born in the United States as a naturalized citizen. Um, I mean, other interesting stuff. If you want to save it for another podcast or not, I mean, my grandfather did serve in the military in World War II. Although he was part of the Africa Corps and he drove a Panzer under Erwin Rommel during the Battle of El Alamein in uh, Africa, battles in Egypt, yeah. So I think I played that on Battlefront too, dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> Battlefield. So I mean, sorry, I don't know. It, I don't it's know just it's stuff like I that. I mean, games. I I spoke German before I spoke English. Um, stuff like that. Uh, we have, I have tons of family members still in Germany. Uh, shit. I think my first time going over to Germany, I was probably like two and I'd go over the, I'd go over to Germany every summer. Probably would spend anywhere between two to six weeks there every summer. I am quite jealous. Um, <laughs> this is, this is what makes me like the most esoteric German name out there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I am very jealous. It actually I makes me feel, more... it makes me feel more, uh, like it makes me feel better, honestly, ego e- ego wise, mm-hmm. because whenever we we took the class together, yeah, I was always felt like I was in competition with you and everything. I mean, that I, I wasn't wrote. trying to turn and it every, into a competition. No, you, of course you weren't. Like because yeah. you were just doing what you were doing, and I was just yeah. like intellectually, I got to be on the same level as this guy, <laughs> and this guy's setting like a present, but like everybody else is like not even trying. Yeah, and still getting like B's and A's and oh, stuff. I, know. I was like, dude, I'm yeah. putting everything I am in this. Well, I mean, that's just, that's just, that's just how the Brits do it. And I mean, I spent two years, I spent two years in Milden Hall. I mean, I know how the Dude, Brits I was do hosting it. like two D&D campaigns at the time. And I told them like, I'm not going to be involved. Y'all, I hosted it. Yeah. So I just closed my door and I was just like grinding on this. It's one class, dude. One yeah. class. And I'm grinding next. like, what is Sean going to do? <laughs> like, I got to whoop his ass on this one. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just, you know, it's just, it's, it's weird. I mean, yeah, I mean, through the, the now 16 years I've been in the Air Force, plus all the other shit I did prior to that, it's, yeah, I've seen a lot of shit. So good. I'm, I, the reason why I wanted, like, I'm super happy that you reached out to me about, like, what do you thought, what I thought about the Capitol. I've got some interesting points on that one. Yeah, I'm going to start, I want to start with you. Okay. So we'll start with you. About what you think about what was going on during that, and then because you you asked me yeah. like, what do you think about? It? I was like, dude, we gotta re- you want to yeah. record this? So, like because so, okay. I can't, I couldn't think of anybody else that would even have put that much thought into it other yeah. than what the mainstream media would have been telling them. Yeah. So okay, I mean, I'll start with this. Might be somewhat fringe, but the the, the when I saw because like with us being in Japan, I mean, we were somewhat detached from it. I mm-hmm. didn't find out about that this shit was happening until I got to work. And I started to see, you know, some of the shit popping up on, like, my feed and stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And at first, I was just like, oh, shit, people are storming the Capitol. Fuck, yeah, That's hell, yeah, crazy, fucking take man. it to those assholes. <laughs> 
And then I started to see all the other shit, like these dipshits with Confederate flags and all this other shit, Proud Boys and all those other fucking weirdos. Um, So the way I see it is like, if we take it from the baseline, storming the Capitol, and I'm going to break it down in this way. Storming the Capitol, I 100% agree with because this is is where it's going to get crazy, but call me weird or whatever. I 100% think that storming the Capitol, sure. The right thing to do for all the wrong reasons. Storming the Capitol, yeah, great. Those fucking senators, congressmen, whatever, they need to understand that they need to be afraid of us because they serve us. And this is what happens when you... Civil servants. Yeah, this is what happens when you aren't serving your populace. It's not civil service anymore. It's a job. then you go into the... It's a career. They're supposed to be. That was the original. Yeah, except now they're just a bunch of glorified lobbyists who Mm -hmm. just work whatever corporate interests they're dealing with. Glorified lobbyists, yes, 100%. Yeah. So, I mean, I was all about, like, from from my standpoint, I mean, just to throw the baseline out there, I mean, I see myself more on the libertarian side of it. Um, You know, there's there's times when it's just like there is a message that need to be brought across. And storming the Capitol 100% was that message. But the people providing the message, absolutely the wrong people to be doing this. I mean, where this is going to go, I'm really interested to see how this happens. Because, yeah, I mean, you know, old boy Giuliani, as I see you got the picture up right there. I fucking hated him anyway when I was in, uh, when I grew up anyway, because he was the mayor of New York. He did some good things as the mayor of New York, which I could go into if you want. But other than that, like, yeah, whoop de doo he's just, yeah. He's Giuliani. Um, but, I mean, both with the words he said, with the words Trump said, with the words you had other people in the, uh, what it was it, the, uh, oh, fuck, the, the Take Back America or whatever the fuck they called that, that rally prior to the storming of the Capitol. 100%. I mean, you guys. Make America you, Great Again? No, no, no. It was something else. It, it was. Had its own name. The, the, yeah, it had its own name. And if you look at it from the base point, yeah, you essentially had not even essentially, you did, you had a president <laughs> inciting his insurrection, which, I mean, me being somewhat of that rebellious teenager type, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, fuck authority, yeah, let's do it, but then again, I'm like, wait, not for you, though, <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah, it's, I don't know, where this is going to go, I'm afraid of where this is going to go, because, yeah, you had a bunch of armed retards, it's, Essentially, they were, like, excuse the language. How but, many yeah. of them were armed with like guns? And a stuff? lot of them. How many of them were used during storming the car? Why? Uh, I don't know. I'm. I can't speak on it. I wasn't there. Oh. Don't worry. I have the answers. Oh, oh boy. This is what I, I, also, I know what's going on. Just being armed is a threat enough. You don't have to use it. Uh, well, and that's that's just it. That's part of it. That's the Second Amendment. Well, somebody I mean, used a gun. Yeah. Yes. I mean, who used a gun? couple different people capitol police did because yeah. they dropped that one that one i guess woman that was Air picked Force up girl. huh yeah she was picked up by antifa which we know we've already we've already got them i mean she she learned the hard way you know fuck around and find out but i mean she didn't do anything she was picked up she was there that's what she yeah. did is that she went up in there she shouldn't yeah. have been there like i mean I'm again 100% you, you are 100 you. you're like illegally I, she should not have been there building. she shouldn't I mean, have been there they were trying to bust down the doors of the of Pelosi's like yeah. chambers. Yeah. And they picked her up to to throw her through the window. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just picturing that. But no, I I, I that's why I, I mean I know I, sh- I shouldn't be laughing. This isn't this isn't what he's but, saying because he's yeah. going to show a video. No, he's going to show a video of Sullivan. I mean, yeah. No, he's going to show a video of a dude that is actually Antifa that was recording this, the entire documenting the entire thing, uh-huh. and was on CNN. And now. No, 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 no. I'm no, that, about, that Q ain't on fucking whatever the fuck he was. No, yeah. I'm talking about this is a guy, <laughs> Sullivan, is an actual dude that was is uh, is Antifa and was recording the entire thing uh-huh. and all the way up to and recorded her getting shot. Jeez. It was so it was it was bizarre. It was uh-huh. like we we walked they like the Capitol Police, yeah, they put up a fight in certain areas, but they walked with them. Yeah, this I mean, area. there's that video that's circulating. If you've seen it, that one Capitol Police dude, like freaking with his arms, like waving people in, like yeah, it doesn't let's go. Make any, it doesn't make any sense. So how? And that's we, what like, I, I question because I'm just like, wait, what the fuck is going on here? Well, here's here's what my my I, my father and my little brother, three years younger than me, uh-huh. he they were there, mm-hmm. and they were at the rally, mm-hmm. which was not at the Capitol. It no, was, it was. It was. They a, had to walk down Pennsylvania Drive. It yeah, was, it was. It, it was, was a further away. I'm trying to remember the name of the place, but yeah, I remember the deal it was, was. Trump arrived late to his his, his for, to to speak. Yeah, he didn't actually speak on the time that he was supposed to speak, and he went he went longer than he was supposed to. Right, classic Trump. No, actually, he's only only a couple of times I, I, he's ever no, been I late. I just say that as somebody who knew Trump back when he was, you know, a failed hotel manager and just, right. you know, property developer in New York and Jer- New Jersey. I mean, I actually mm-hmm. met him, Donald Trump. I met him when I was about seventeen mm-hmm. in person because he was purchasing land next to a lady I was working for. All right, fair enough. But all I'm anyway, saying is that go on. He arrived late. And by the time, this is what my dad and my little brother told me, that by the time that they actually were walking down there to, mm. to, to protest. Because I watched his entire speech. My dad and my, my little brother told me that they never said anything about violence. He didn't say anything about, like, he said you had to, we had to fight, we had to be strong, we had to be strong inside our morals and everything like that, but we had to be peaceful too. Yeah. He kept saying that. And he said that they, he has said that multiple times. Yeah. I watched the entire thing. It's like an hour and a half. Who's going to watch two hour long speech? I did. What you want this? Yeah. I did. <laughs> give the give the girl the wine. I watched it <laughs> after they told me that because I wanted to see because they were saying that he was inciting violence. So I wanted yeah. to see what was the speech before they actually started marching. He said that when they got mm, there, get it. When they got there, that they were are like the there was already a massive amount of people that were already there, and then they were already breaking through the barriers. Yeah. and climbing. Yeah. Before the people that actually were there listening to Trump even got there, they were already doing that. Yeah. And by the time they got there, there's a there's a there's a video that Giuliani shows right here of this person that was busting out a window, and then another another Trump supporter grabs him by the neck and pulls him down because he, huh. he's telling them to stop, and they keep screaming out Antifa, and my dad and my little brother were screaming Antifa, Antifa's here. They're doing this to make us look bad. They're doing this to make us like so that they can do something yeah right and then this i watched this and i was like dude they were right because they were there yeah and but here's the deal is that people would be like no trump supporters were in the capitol and they did raid the capitol yes you're right there are trump supporters that were in the capitol yeah but the deal is that when you're in mob and you get that mob mentality and people are saying this is our time 
Like yeah. you were saying, like, oh, yeah, dude, like, raise it, raise it up. Yeah, fuck it, right go there. for it. And even me, if I was right there in the front, and they were like, climb this, climb it up, man, I got yeah. you. Come on, let's go, let's do this. I'm going to be like, yo, this is the mud run, let's go, man. Like, <laughs> the fucking mud run. Like, this is it. Like, I'm going to go in there. It's like, we're making history, man. Yeah, like, exactly. This is it. And it's like, yeah, in that moment with those, uh, that heightened, like, like uh, stuff is yeah you're not on. gonna ask the questions you're just gonna you're go just along gonna go it. and then i think that's exactly what happened to this chick is that she just went along with all these people and then she got she shot. got shot in the neck yeah and it's <laughs> and it sucks like i, I yeah. hate it but people are saying like no antifa was not involved of there, course they so, were and that's something that's just like you were saying like oh were the proud boys involved maybe Sure, yeah, I mean, probably. I'm sure you can find I mean, one. Dude, so there's some like references the I've seen, like all kinds of freaking. Who like, instigated it and who let the people in and why did they not? You know that Trump said that there was going to be. He wanted a million people to mm-hmm. show up, to be at the Capitol. Yeah. Why were there so less? Why wasn't there a lot of security, dude? Like, what? Like, come on. Why is the National Guard got fifteen thousand people after? Yeah, yes. there was, there was now, something. You should have done that before. You should have at least gotten a thousand. Just I mean, a thousand I was reading National Guard. I was reading some sure. shit about like how there were calls, multiple calls placed to bring the National Guard in, but I can't remember his name. One of the guys who was like the head of security or whatever denied the calls multiple times, thinking it wasn't necessary. And then eventually they showed up. Well, yeah, there's always someone that thinks it's not going to get as extreme as. That's not their job. It's gonna be. If you're if you're a security advisor, you're always looking at the worst possible scenario. Not you should be. That's but... a job, unless, in my opinion, and this is where my opinion comes in, mm-hmm. unless you want something to happen. look at the ramifications. Because here's the deal: like, look at the ramifications of what's going on because of this. Everybody's getting censored. Yeah. Now they have standing to censor everybody. Yeah. And they can virtue signal on why they're standing. Because the, the, it's, all these big tech companies have come up to, and they've had court hearings. They've had Senate hearings. And they've called them out on, why are you censoring all these people? Why are you censoring the president? Why are you censoring all these conservative voices and not censoring these other people? Like Because Antifa, yeah. BLM, they've been burning down and throwing Molotovs at federal buildings in Portland yeah. for months. Yeah. They've been doing this. Multiple businesses are, are burned down. People are dead. And then you have this one thing, just because it's at the Capitol, just because it's on your doorstep. Yeah. That you're like, insurrection, oh, Yeah, now I actually traitors. have to do something about yeah. it. Now, we're going we're gonna to shut down anybody that was conservative well, and because then, the conservatives are the ones that marched on the Capitol. And then, I mean, I, I totally go with that and i mean to piggyback off of that as much as i hate that fucking word i was gonna say how dare you i think that i think that i think that you said it by accident and you're like no no it's just it just (laughs) no i entirely said it on purpose but it's just because it worked i mean as yeah as yeah as you know i'm extremely pro 2a yeah. And what I fear from all of this is it's just justification for even further lock, not lockdowns, but to focus further on that. And that's what bothers me. I mean, again. But they only do it when it was on the right. Yeah. I did it. You see what I'm saying? Because they're more well, two-way, two-way than anything. But here's yeah. the deal. No one said anything about whenever they, they – the autonomous zone – 
in Washington? Well, I mean, like they were that, hey, me, no, this no, no, no. Okay, handing hold on, out, hold on. like handing out that to like fifteen-year-old kids. Either way, that whole shit made me fucking laugh. Like that whole that whatever the, whatever it was that autonomous zone just fucking see, made me laugh. But they were handing out weapons to these people. <laughs> All I know is if had I still been in Spokane, I would have loved to to show up there. <laughs> I would have had way too much fun. I'm I'm not trying to make light of what happened in Capitol Hill, fucking Seattle, Chaz, which is a place that I frequented. So much because that is where I'm from. Oop. The Chaz, and then I think they ended up playing it Chad. I don't remember what. Whatever. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I smoked the shit is, out of those, dude. That is still in Cheers. some way not 100% comparable. Well, storming the nation's yeah. capital building. Well, I mean, the thing is, what's what's really funny though is, I mean, you're talking about Chaz. I remember being in Seattle. I can't remember the year, but it was just one of the years. I remember sitting, uh, I was sitting in, uh... One of the years, you know, all the years we've been, sorry, I'm just... Well, no, okay, so you gotta, you gotta remember I lived in Spokane for I, ten years. I know, I'm just being an asshole. Yeah, right it's now. fine. Um, and I probably went to Seattle probably two or three times a year, uh, just cause, not why enough. not? That's not enough, as someone that... The thing is, I mean, I have a certain preference when it comes to where I want to stay, so I need to make sure I have enough money to be yeah. able to stay there. I just remember sitting, I was sitting in Elysian's tap room, which was right near, uh, right near Pike's place, like a couple yep. blocks no, from Pike's I, place. I, I just remember no, sitting there watching no, it. And then once again, it was the freaking the, the classic, the communists in Seattle. And I just remember watching it on the news. Cause once again, they were doing their little riot and it was just funny as fuck. Cause this guy grabs one of those plastic fucking billboards that's in front of a business yep. Yep. and he uses it to try to break a window and it bounces off the window and hits him <laughs> in the head. And I just remember everybody else in the, mind you, all the Seattleites were like, Oh my God, how terrible this is. And I'm just sitting there drinking my beer, laughing my ass off. Like, look at this fucker. <laughs> this dipshit can't even break a window. Like you call yourself an anarchist or communist or whatever and you're trying to do your little riot or whatever and you can't even break a window come I on i would man. bet you money that the person that tried to do that the man that tried to break the window with that plastic sign was from california probably right. they, they figured it out eventually don't yeah, worry about it, it. they figured I just, it out they sorry, figured out how just, to do it you, you mentioned that and I'm okay so, like, so let's let's broaden funny. this let's broaden this out a little bit let's broaden this out all right so let's look at that like, all right as far as violence goes what like as far as right or left, who's more prone to violence, right or left? It's that's, As far as evidence goes. As far as what I've seen recently, I mean, I guess BLM would be on the left. And it seems like, yes, while I fully understand where they're coming from, I fully understand why they're doing... Movement-wise, yes. Movement-wise, yeah. Yeah, the original but message. As far as, like... Yes, the original as... message, 100%, but it was always turning into some form of rioting and looting. And, and Kamala Harris set up a fund. She weird. set up. A, no, she did. She set up the a one, the one woman Once they who got, also they got arrested and they got put in. They bail them out. Yeah, well, but I mean, then prior to all of this, though, her, Kamala Harris loves prisons. Exactly, and that's what I think is well, so why funny. Why bail them out of prison then? That's the question. That yeah, that is. But the thing that I think is funny though is you know even with that cool now we have there's not out. a fund out here for the people that are getting like arrested right now. They were storming the Capitol. Uh, yeah, not a fund for them. Exactly. Well, hell, you, they you, put, you gotta they understand, put this so, dude on CNN saying so, he was there to document. 
part of it, you know, just stems from, again, welcome to the modern era with mass media and everything else where there is a narrative that's being pushed and anything conservative automatically gets turned into like, oh, it's these just freaking God-fearing Nazis. Yeah, these God-fearing rednecks, fucking Nazis and all this other shit. And anybody who's on the left side of the, the spectrum who's of the demo the democrat variety is a virtuous saint. yeah virtuous. everything so they virtuous. do is a saint when- all, everything that they burn down everything that they do it's just it's all virtue it's all it's all for our benefit it's all for social justice sorry i'm watching her try to fit through this and i'm just getting nothing but entertainment out of it i i, I think it's it's impressive mm get it anyway it's like pole vaulting it's like watching the gymnastics pole vaulting slow motion pole vaulting (laughs) almost sensuous i kept saying that i was gonna buy like i was gonna buy like new furniture for this and i was just like i'm about to leave dude i'm gonna wait till i get to the states oh yeah i'm gonna keep these tables though you never know whenever they're gonna come use it's not a bad setup but anyway no not at all but it was just yeah it's it's I don't know. It's just recently the picture has been painted where if you are of any type of somewhat right-leaning, you are 100% evil. And that's just something I personally take offense to that because it's just like, again, I'm going to reiterate, I see myself more on the libertarian side. But some of the more the stronger things I believe in, like Pro-2A and stuff like that, is seen as like, oh, yeah, you're hardcore right-wing conservative. I'm like, no, man, I want to do my own thing. Just leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, because I'm for one, it's like I know a, I know a very little about a lot of the stuff that's going on. Like, I don't and, know. And the problem is, like, things. also right now, and so I, mean, I can't I can't like even though I'm vocal about my opinions, there's mm-hmm. so much that I don't know about any of the stuff that's going on. True. But I, what I can do is I can use my deductive reasoning and i can use critical thinking to realize that the media is and we they already showed their hand they, with all the they censoring absolutely they have. show their hand it's like they're left they're left because they're only going after because all these people are like anyone who cites they say it anyone who's inciting violence in their terms yeah are going to be censored well who's getting censored only right the yeah. left are still saying the antifa like the actual page is still up. Yeah, these well, pages it, are still it's, up. It's one of those and they're things saying like, death to like all these people. Like it's like oh well, but like and then like you have Muslim pages that are like death to America. Like you're you're on American forum. No, it's not American forum. Twitter <laughs> is global. That's a problem. Well, no, I, it's I mean, based also, out of the U.S. I mean, I also hate shit like Twitter. Like we're like oh man, the president tweeted this. I'm like cool. So that's what we're. That's what we're mad about, like what some geriatric old man is typing into his cell phone. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe That's, maybe I'm is, maybe I'm more old school with that, where it's just like, cool man, you posted some shit on Twitter. What do you fucking do? Who gives a shit? Here's one thing that I, everybody, I thought was well, interesting. No, go ahead. Everybody's a badass when they can type on their phone with no repercussions. Yeah, but here's here's one thing that I, that I thought was interesting. Well, here that's a good point actually. It's because you you're saying like. And everyone's a badass because they can they can if they can type something on the internet. Yeah, you can say whatever you it. want, and no. Nope. But here's the deal: he's the only president that's ever done that. Twitter's been out in yeah. the Obama administration; it's been out longer than that, and people have been using it longer than that. But True. Obama never did that. Like, no, he I mean he, he, didn't he, do used, that. he used Twitter so he, as a platform. What would you rather have, though? What would you rather have? Somebody who's the most transparent 
I'm person sorry, this is just so who's like more so transparent than than me. Like I don't post a lot. No, it's just great to watch. Like, it's difficult. I don't I don't post. I mean, whatever. And you're welcome. Thank like, you. Listen, like, but Thank here, you. I appreciate it. I don't post Anytime. a lot. I don't post a lot of stuff. I post I post my my episodes. You know, if, yeah. if people want to listen to them, then they can listen to them. And I'm not I'm not asking for money for it. This is a, this is a hobby. I enjoy. Yeah. it. Eventually, I would love to get into like some kind of public forum. Right now, it'd be impossible, especially with what I, my, yeah. my opinions. Whereas myself, but, I'm more of the like, just leave me the fuck alone. I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah, but I mean, but you're regardless uh, it's, of it's, what anybody says. It's nice to know that your voice could be heard. Yeah, absolutely. Here's the deal, though, is that I would rather have a president, regardless if I agree with everything that he says, because here's the deal: if if Obama was as transparent and talked as much to the American people as Trump was, he'd yeah. probably be saying a lot of shit that I wouldn't agree with either. That True. most people, even that were on his base, wouldn't agree with. Yeah, but and the I mean, and there's a lot it. of shit was, that happened under Obama that most people either turned a blind eye to or didn't realize happened at all. And that's what that, that brings me into, like, deep state stuff. Yeah. Is that you have this forum that you could use... And you could use it for propaganda. You can use it for whatever you want. True. Right? True. But you chose not to use it because it's better to be in secret than it is to be transparent. That's why everyone that says yeah. that Trump is an idiot and everything like that because he talks. Everyone's going to find fault with whatever you say. Well, They're first off, I mean, I will just say, what you say Trump is an idiot anyway just because, I mean, I knew him, again, as just the fucking New York billionaire that did stupid shit, but... That's my perspective because, like, I I grew up with the guy, quote unquote. I mean, you you can't go anywhere in New York or even parts of New Jersey without fucking seeing the Trump name. And it was just he was already a laughing stock then, but I mean, I don't know. So one of the things, and we'll take it back to 2016 during the election. One of the things I always thought was like super funny was, like. I, and again, many people can jump on this and correct me if I'm wrong, but it was like one of those, like, I see Trump going up for the election as one of those jokes that just went too far. Take it however you want. Like one of those, like, I'm going to run for president. Then all of a sudden, holy shit, I fucking became president. Like, oh shit. Now what do I do? I don't know. I think he took it pretty seriously. He did. And the here's the thing. One of the things I, I've, I've mentioned before, love him or hate him, right? Trump did one thing and one good thing that I can say for sure, 100% one good thing. And a lot of people won't argue. Well, I could probably say with reasonable authority that nobody's going to argue this, right? Is the one good thing we can take out of Trump's presidency for sure, right? Is that it has gotten more people involved in politics than ever before. More people are paying attention. 100%. Yeah. That is a very right? good thing. That's the one thing I could throw out there. The one good thing you could take from Trump's the presidency. The turnout. It's been huge. It's been huge and it's been amazing and that's all we could ask for. Yeah. And that's what we wa- that's, I mean, that's what I want. I think that's what probably any, any yeah. anyone would want. Yeah, absolutely. Voter turnout. So, I mean, regardless of what you think of Trump, good or bad, I can say that with my authority at least is that the one good thing that has come out of this is people are actually fucking paying attention now they're waking up to look looking looking like, like hey years upon years of us just either shooing in a vote just because oh this guy's a republican or this guy's a democrat or just not fucking voting this is the situation we've put ourselves in 
You've got people that are career politicians, which one thing I can say when it comes to Biden is just like, or Biden, however you pronounce it, whatever. It is Biden. Biden, whatever. It's not Biden. a bastard base scenario. Either way. <laughs> I got you. Biden. All right. So, pre- so president-elect Joe Biden. One thing that I think is funny is like this dude's been in politics for what, 40 years? 47. 47 years. Going on 48. And now, and now all of a sudden things are going to change? No. They're not. I will say this, people, though. People the did fact not that vote for Biden because they liked Biden. They voted for him because they hated Trump. Yes. And, 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 and why, it they, was the well, why do they same. hate Trump? Why do they hate Trump? They, they, how well, many policies do you know that Trump actually enacted? You don't, people we, hate we Trump don't because of shit. how he is. They, don't, they hate Trump because of the way that he's been presented in the media. Yeah. They don't know him. You said that you've like grew up around yeah. him you've seen his buildings you yeah. found him as like eh, he's a whatever dude i mean i remember like, what my 16th, my 16th birthday we went to trump right. plaza in new york and i had dinner up at the fucking yeah whatever it was like 80th hundred whatever restaurants up on the top because yeah, yeah. it gives you a good but view i would york. say 10 to 15 years that's i i'm not anything like i was 10 15 years ago no and if I was gained more, more and more responsibility to where I had to control an entire nation, my 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 outlook on things is gonna shift. Absolutely, my re- my the way that I pr- like speak may oh, not sorry. change though. The way that I like the way that I speak, my dialect, it may not change. Yeah, but. The way that I actually look at things, the the people that are talking to me, because I don't know enough about what's going on, and like I'm freaking out because everyone is attacking me all the fucking time, and I'm still going out, and I'm still talking to people, and I'm still tweeting, and I'm still talking to like it, it's like yeah, dude, th- like you don't. Well, I, I have, until he got I, banned. I'm, I'm just because people always solidify what they always assume someone was or they met somebody and i'm not i'm not trying to discredit your interactions at all i'm not trying to do that i'm just saying that i've been in positions where i had people that i was being an asshole one night mm-hmm. and somebody i met somebody and then they go off and tell everybody that i'm a piece of shit or or vice versa that i'm a, a great person and i'm like actually yeah. i've been in a really dark place for a little bit you know what i'm saying the past year i mean i can but understand that because i've been in the that exact same you're place. solidified in that place and then someone will come out and say no this person's a jack off dude look what are you talking yeah. about and it's like dude that was that was a dark time that was a bad instance i was not happy like i was actually hung over that day you know like whatever oh, yeah like yeah. vice versa all I'm saying is that shit. That's everyone my first thinks six that months people here don't progress. I'm saying that I think that me, me personally, I think that Trump has done a shit ton because every promise that he made, whether it was politically correct or not, during his like the 2016 elections, yeah, he's either done or he's been actively pursued it and gotten really, 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 really freaking close, and he would need the next turn to actually enact. To yeah, actually finish. And that's a good segue into what I was thinking. Versus too. other presidents, which they've always said is like, "I'm going to do this. I'm going to lower taxes. I'm going to lower taxes." No, you, no, you didn't. Trump did. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. Well, no, no, that's a great segue into this though, because like one of the things I've seen through either forums that I'm a part of or what have you, places I inhabit on the internet, they seem to have this mindset that now that we have President-elect Joe Biden. All of a sudden, just like that, everything's better. And it's no. like, you know, whatever Trump did 
and whatever Biden's going to do, either do or undo, this shit's going to take years. It's not like all of a sudden everything's changed now, you know? And people don't seem to see that. It's one of those... That that frustrates me that like, hey, all of a sudden now, hey, guess what? We've got Biden as president. Everything's magically better now. I do not want to interrupt, but I Good think on, please. That that's maybe the people that thought Obama was some kind of savior. Yeah. So the, the, the cult of Obama. Yeah, they didn't yeah. recognize that Obama was just actually in some ways a continuation of Bush. He was somewhat. Gonna, he, he was supposed to. I mean, in, I mean, oh boy, did get a Nobel Peace yeah, Prize in, while being the one president to authorize in, the most drone strikes yeah, ever. Yeah, that, that's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at. In in I many mean, ways, he I went to did work twice under him. Chocomate. Hmm? In many ways, he did have things that tried to advance, but in many ways, he was still of the mindset of things Bush did that we didn't that the American people that's the we I speak of that we did not want or like mm-hmm. and he continued them just with less I guess press optics? or optics yeah it, it was more yeah. of the down low of well, the I mean, shit that he did that was there was a lot of shit. level shit well yeah and there's a lot of shit that actually went on behind the scenes during the Obama administration that Again, this is going to go towards myself being pro 2A. That happened that was like, how can you, on one hand, be saying and doing this while, on the other hand, authorizing this? The the one instance I could talk about is the whole Fast and the Furious scandal. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you know about that. Basically, it was the ATF going to certain gun dealers in border states. We're talking like Texas, California stuff like that, telling them to ignore uh, measures already in place to prevent the sale of guns to certain individuals, to ignore that, to allow the sales to go go into place. Because what they were trying to do was then to use serial numbers on these firearms to then trace them to try to track down criminals. We're in, basically, we're talking like drug lords and the stuff like that cross borders. But what you end up having is you have federal agents that were killed with guns that were purchased in the United States that were then illegally smuggled through the border into Mexico under the president's authorization. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That didn't make the news. Where was that? It did. It did eventually when the, yeah. it broke to light. That's that's what I like to say. The whole Fast and the Furious scandal. It's something you could look up on your own whenever you feel like it. Interesting read. To me, that just frustrates me because once again. It's an attack on 2A. And, I mean, again, I'm 100% pro 2A. I think, yeah, I mean, I just, I'm a, I'm a huge firearms enthusiast. It's, it was one of my primary hobbies when I was in the States. As you know, I was a competitive shooter um, and stuff like that. It was just, it seems like what they're trying to do is on that front. And I know we might be going into off on another tangent no, here. Fine. but I'll, I'll segue it back. <laughs> When it comes to stuff like that, incidents like that, it, it just takes me back to something I've talked about with other people before, is we're 100%, they're never going to outright ban firearms, right? It's never going to happen. Whatever anybody says, it's no, never going to yeah, happen. But what's going to happen is they're going to make it bureaucratically impossible mm-hmm. 
to own a firearm. And that that's the segue. They're Here's just gonna the segue. they're just gonna sit there and nickel and dime this shit to the point where it's like only the people who have the time or the money to afford whatever it is that whatever legislation they throw out there yep. can do. You know, again, it it also stems from the fact that um, for, on the on the pure basis of a fine, right, like a parking ticket or whatever, a fine to you and me is like fuck. This sucks. I gotta pay this fine because I parked here or whatever. Whereas from somebody who is rich, it's just oh, okay. This is just the price I gotta pay to what to do whatever I want. So here's here's what Biden said he wanted to do is to do buybacks. But here's fuck what that. here's oh hear me hear me out. <laughs> let me let me finish. So here's the new legislation, the new le- the new bills that are going up into the House and in the Senate, because now the Democrats own the House and the Senate. Mm-hmm. So here's the new legislation. Which I mean, being- as much as I hate to say it, thank God, because we don't have to listen to fucking Mitch McConnell anymore. Fuck that turtley fucker. God. Anyway, move, moving yeah, on. Now we get to listen to Schiff. All right, that's great. Whatever. Way better. No, whatever. Go, no, 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 no. Just, go fuck yourself. All right, go fucking. <laughs> they're all. They all fucking suck. Okay. Yeah, like, they do. Don't, but I don't, don't know. Don't, don't. Don't. I mean, I know. I don't like McConnell. Okay. I don't like any oh, of them. Oh, but if you're gonna wait, be like, wait, I'm gonna trade this devil for the double devil. <laughs> fuck you, dude. Go, wait, no, get that shit no, out of my face. Wait. All right. I know. So, I, I get I you. I get you. Hundred percent. It's, it's very much the devil we know and the devil we don't know. I and, know. Wait. Stop. And and so in this case. The American oh, people is for the devil we don't know. And that's bad. That's well, bad. Like, no, you, you, here's the devil that I, you don't know. The devil that you don't know should be someone that you actually don't know. That's yeah. you. Like, I know Schiff because he's been in that okay, shit. Okay, yeah. He was a part. Again, you anyway, know. Right, let's move on. Because I don't want to well, go most in. Most people don't. So. Well, they they need to, they need to. This is this is and this is good because people are getting more into politics. So that's great. I'm out. I'm, yes. I'm I'm happy for you. Great. You're you're there to see the shit hit the fan. Anyway, let's move in. Uh, moving on into it. Here's the new here's the new house McConnell. legislation that's being put up. The bills that are being put up. Yeah. You need a driver's license, and federally a driver's license to be able to even go through the process of getting a weapon. Yeah. How many people Wait, in inner I, cities? I but you've actually, needed that. You've needed that for a while, though. Like, Wait, like, but the, no. I, this is federal, though. I don't this is. I'm saying, license. like, how many? Like, because you could go, you could go to a place where you didn't need it in the states. Federally, it's against the law now. Okay. It would. It not is now. It's this is these are the bills. But that's that's one facet of the bill, is that you have to have a driver's license. To be able to do it. Last so I that, checked, though, though, what I want to what I what I want to question though on that one is, as far as I knew, it was either a driver's license or an actual federal state ID. Okay, so it my, doesn't necessarily have to be a driver's license, but it has to be a state so ID. This I, is in the past two weeks that this is. I hope it's so. Then that's what, something I don't I don't know was, of. It, was, it is a driver's license. To where mm-hmm. you have to be able to drive. If you're able to drive, then you're able to own a gun. But if you're, that's added on to the extra, depending on the state, obviously. But you cannot get a weapon unless you have a driver's license. That's one facet of the bill. But we don't see the rest of the bill. Well, yeah, of course. So, so of I course. hope that it's that you could just have a. It's exactly what you said. You just keep doubling down on all. The, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I, oh, it's, it's I hope fine. that it's just that you could have an ID. I do not have a stateside driver's license. Think about that. Yeah, you can't have a gun. You can't protect yourself. But I do have a drive. I do have an ID. 
Because these leftists, they all keep saying is like the that's reason the why you want I... a gun is because you want to shoot someone, right? No. That's that's why you want a gun. Well, that's nah. that's, that's also that's their idea though. That's like, also for the people that aren't. That's also the huge <laughs> issue with like mainstream leftists and the most uh, mainstream Democrats, which I will continue to separate from actual leftist Democrats and leftists are different. Uh, the majority of leftists I know. Liberals are different. Uh, well, well, no, liberals, Democrats, and leftists are all very different in the in the nuances. Uh, but both liberals and leftists are, leftists are fine. That's the truth. I mean, if you go far enough, Fine yeah. with you owning a gun, but I don't have a driver's license. I can drive. I just don't have a stateside. So if I wanted a gun, I could not have one. But I have a Washington state federal But here's ID. the thing. Let's throw that out there, though. That's also state dependent. And that's one of the frustrations. That's what I was saying. Was which is, again, we can throw back to whatever we talked about the last time I was here, is that's something that frustrates me, that, you know, every state can make their... Granted, it's within their rights. Every state makes up their own rules and regulations in regards to firearms ownership. What is good in one isn't good in another. I was... I was my interruption to this was just trying to say this is absurd. I agree. Yeah, so one of the what, like to, the to reason, talk that's about it, one of the things to... I've twenty eight uh -huh. like well it's absurd but uh, and here's the deal is like how how easy would it be for me if I was working in the government to say you're unstable and you're unfit to to protect yourself or you're unfit to have a weapon depending on what state you're in you can easily do but that. here's the deal this is the this is my point is that this is a federal bill this is federal yeah, and that's part of the so problem that yes. you will yes. not get tried yes. in the state but. It's you will go straight problem. to a federal, like, court, and you'll remember, be tried so, federally. You are a felon. At well, that point. And, and remember, that's that goes right back to what I was talking about last time. Like, one so of now the bills, it's essentially outlawed. You can't have yeah. a weapon anymore. Well, it's like one of the bills that was passed in Washington prior to me PCSing, where if somebody were to break into your house and steal your firearms, if they weren't in a approved whatever, which again they left incredibly vague approved safe storage area if they were to steal them and then those guns were used in a crime You're you right. yourself would be liable for felony community endangerment just just because i am from washington and i am curious was this statewide or was it it was a state bill that was passed okay it was it was all about safe storage of firearms and because i mean there are like city ordinances and things well i, I mean just, the me the shenanigans yeah the no. shenanigans king county yeah, gets but, up to but here's no, the deal no, like, but here's I'm the deal i'm curious on what level if yeah. it was washington no it was why it was washington or... it was well it was a washington so say bill. that say that does happen so i take it to court so you, you've heard like you know brown versus board and all this yeah, and yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. it's like so you go to court because of it and you're like yeah this is the law but i'm i'm challenging the law right uh -huh. the deal is how much money do i have I'm Again, and that's one of the other ones because I can throw that back to... I can't pay the legal fields to be able to beat the state. Not even just the state, though. Because I can throw that back to one of the other bills that passed, one of the ones I had talked about. Again, we're going, we're getting back to the last time I was here. One of the other bills that had passed, um, which was, I want to say it was like 593 or, again, the number of which escapes me because it was years ago. Um two of the co-sponsors one of them was paul allen before he had passed away 
and he had donated something like $1.6 million towards the fucking campaign for this shit. How are you supposed to fight that? You know, when you have the people that were pro this bill, one of them being pro Allen, they, uh, Paul Allen, they had raised something like three or $4 million in support of this bill. Whereas the people against it were only able to raise something like 200,000. Yep. And it's one of those, like that this is borderline oligarchy. No, it is. You know, because now you have people like Bill Gates and Paul Allen dictating what I can and can't do. And say, this is the thing, is like, yes. that, uh, it's it's more about, like, I want to I want to kind of segue this into more of the... It's about the, money talks, it's, regardless it's, of... <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yes, money. Yes, money is huge, but but conversations are, are even more powerful. Yes. What you can say... What you talk about and the conversations that you have, especially on the digital age, because we live in the digital age. I talk more online, like to my family and everything like that. I send memes and all that. Oh, I spend course. more time communicating online than I do in person. I almost caught that. Like if you're talking about in, in an aggregate of time. Yeah. I spend more time online talking and sharing things, talking to people than I do talking to people. And like, I, I mean, I, I guess I could say so, the same. So, so think of it this way. The real power is in who owns communication and who's able to regulate communication. Yeah. And on that and note, that's I mean, why people are like, oh, they're private companies and all that. They own the town hall. They own the talking space. Which is what's actually interesting now, because that's a, a good segue into some of this other stuff. Um, this whole shit with Parler. Or however the hell you pronounce it. Yeah, um, it's parlor. They, it's like parlay. No, parlor. Mm, okay. Mm, they want it to be parlay, but like Tarjay or some other type well, of shit. No, parlay is like parlay. an old. No, I understand parlay is in the term for like some kind of an agreement or something. Yes, but yeah, but, it's, it's like a white flag. Let's talk. But yeah, being America, hard R, we choose the hard R. Parlor. Again, though, so. Sorry, I joke. With, we with, choose the hard R. It's it's fine. Um, Not on this. You know, podcast. with that getting sh- with that getting shut down or censored or whatever. Again, uh, that right there just violates. It the shows first, their hand. Well, again, it also violates the First Amendment because here you have a company. So from what from my understanding of and whatever your listeners or whatever, they can again disagree with me on this one, and I will totally listen to the disagreements. But you had the app removed from the Google Play Store as well as the Apple Store. So now you have two corporations here, Google and Apple, removing another facet of what, regardless of whether it's right or wrong, it's a facet of free speech. Yes. And it's not even Google, not just them. It's, it's the, uh, the server that they ran off of. Yeah, which and, was and again, Amazon the, the server. S- so, and then again, that adds another facet to this because yes, okay, they may have been in the wrong where if you're running it off of Amazon servers, you might have violated their terms of service, which now you're putting the ball in Amazon's court. Hold on. Let's press pause real quick. Okay. So they violated it. So how did they violate it? They violated it because people on there were talking about that? Because they just did hearings and they said that we're not liable by Section 230 of what other people say. Yeah. So this is now they're saying you go against our terms of service, but they were just arguing for months. In yeah, the Senate, so that we're not liable for now, what people say. Now you're entering. We're only censoring due to our terms of service. 
now you're entering into the whole legal mire and garbage. The so swan- it's, a, it's yeah. against the First Amendment. This is the argument uh, uh, for them. The, the deal is like the First Amendment is only if the government shuts you down on stuff. It's not private businesses. Private Which businesses can do whatever s- they want. It's yeah. Like, and people have said like, oh, what about that one bakery that said that they weren't going to Again, though, that's within the, their First Amendment the rights like, if that's what the they want to do. But that's... when you have a monopoly like the Rockefeller did, like the Rockefellers yeah. did, when you have a monopoly and you control all communication and you even have your own president that's using it as his main communication, Congress people that are using it as their main communication to everybody on like they don't have to wait for a week for this shit to come out because we live in a digital age. Yeah. So these people shouldn't be regulated to an extent or held accountable to an extent. They should just be able to shut it down. And here's the deal. You have other people that are trying to start new servers, start new websites. These people shut them down. Yeah. These monopolies either buy them out or take them to court. And that's so kind of to, the, the... to keep their monopolies going. And that's kind of the problem that now we're working ourselves you into. only see one side yeah and the problem is now one you're dealing with echo chambers as you've mentioned and now we're kind of getting into that as much as i would want to enjoy it we're kind of getting into that technological dystopia where now you have these corporations borderline mega corporations depending on it like i would consider google a mega corporation 100%. that are running whatever they want either through congressional lobbyists or sheer control over a platform that we all use i mean you, it's you, you run into that the, the first amendment rights it's it's really hard to run into that now cuz you know first amendment is supposed to be prote- protected speech and same thing this is this is where again i'm going to lean on the the Second Amendment, because that's something that I, I hold dear, because I, I, I like my guns. Um, even though I don't do anything violent with them, I just, I like my guns. Um, whereas if we're going to start limiting one, as far as everybody's attacks on the, the, the 2A, what's going to happen now with the 1A, you know? Those, I don't know. Those, it, the reason why they're 1 and 2 is because they're the most fundamental. Yeah. Because I'll, I'll put it to an argument where one of the things I've seen now is people like, oh, yeah, you need a license to own a firearm. I'm like, cool, okay, if you want me to have a license to own a firearm, I need you to have a license to express your opinion. Because one's me owning a firearm, that's part of my 2A rights. And you being able to freely express your opinion is part of your 1A rights. Now, the one thing I wish people would understand, right, is you have 100% under the First Amendment... You can say whatever the fuck you want, but that doesn't protect you from the repercussions thereof. Yes. And the problem there is, is is um, people express whatever they want under 1A. They get hit with, you know, oh, man, I'm getting smacked around now because of my opinion. It's like, well, again, you're protected with your opinion, but you're not protected from the repercussions thereof. So So what do you got? In, in very much the same of two, the way you've expressed 1A, uh... If you are a person with a violent history, violent history, say, you know, domestic abusers, Uh or that's one example, or people that have been just just in jail, not prison, uh, for a potential violent crime, if you did, like, a breaking and entering, that involves some kind of violence, yeah, I don't think you should be allowed to have a gun. And... 
from the basis thereof, under actual laws and statutes, right? Yes. You aren't legally allowed to. Is that statewide or federal now? The problem, though, is that, one, it's both state and federal. The problem is that doesn't dictate private sales. Exactly. And, and, the, and the problem there is, though... my issue. Well, and then with that, though, that gets into another gray area, though. No, because, it, no, and I think... Well, here's, here's think, where I'm going to put that out. So the but, gray area but, with... with I, pro- I want to say before yeah. you get there, I think that this is exactly what I wanted to lead you on to talking about uh-huh. because it's a very important topic that also goes into, like, if you've ever had anything that someone would call mentally unstable, which could just be you saw a therapist for mm-hmm. anxiety. You're not allowed to have a gun, which is absurd. Wrong. Absurd. Yep. You should still be allowed to have a gun, even if you have anxiety. That doesn't mean you're a killer. Yeah. But yes, please continue. I think we're on the All right. same page. So to touch on that, here's a here's a couple of different things. So with the whole... If you try, like, like I said, if you've had a, a violent history or you actually have a full-on criminal record of some, <laughs> if you've had some kind of criminal record of, of some variety, if it's actually logged, if you were to go to any gun store at all. Go, man. No, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Um, more than likely, I, I, I can't speak for every situation, of course. Of course. Course. More than likely, what's going to happen is you, you go to purchase the firearm, you give your state ID or whatever it is, they run your information through what's known as NICS, National Instant Criminal yep. Tech System. Yep. Yep. More than likely, your shit's going to get flagged and you're not going to be able to purchase the firearm. So that imo- removes the conventional method of me going to a gun store and buying a gun. Now, we get into the private sale. Yes. And this is this is a really touchy subject for me. Because it starts to levy into the degree of personal responsibility. Now, myself, and this is, I'm going to speak for myself. Let's say you want to buy a gun for me. To absolve myself of any legal repercussions of this, what I'm going to do with you is you and I are going to go to a licensed FFL, which is a federal firearms license holder. Okay. And I'm going to have them run your information through. And only after they run your information through and they sign off on it will I sell my firearm to you. Again, I am not every single gun owner. No. There are some who will just, yeah, fine. It's just like a car, man. Hey, fine. Fuck it. You want to buy this? You give me the money. Yeah, Here you, you go. have money. I have wares. Exactly. Exchange of wares and money. In that end, it's a matter of personal responsibility. The problem is with that, though, and is where... Personal responsibility? Yes, personal Shut responsibility. Shut up, Jordan Pearson. We're not here to hear about you. Right? The problem with that, though, is if we're going to then... How much, how much do you want the government involved in personal responsibility? Because it could be... Again, I hate to, I hate to use the terms like this, but it's like a slippery slope. No, 100%. I hate to use that fucking term. No, but it is. Whereas it, it's, it's just like, be. you know, if you devolve it to its basic, basic, huh? I guess, but it's just like, well, well, yeah, the thing though here is with the, the, the gun in and of itself, right? It's part of my personal property. 
and I'm obligated to sell that to you if I feel like it or not. Yes. And the problem is, do we want the government to step in on that? Because how do we regulate that then? Because that could then go right back into the same scenario. I'm selling you my car, my house, uh, uh, my fucking sofa. So don't regulate that. So it's not, a, it's, not, it's not about like. Why are you pushing me away? This no, is no, my no, podcast, no. goddamn it. No, no, it's 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 fine. It's just it's it's, like, it's it, how it we is. how we approach this. The thing. It's not about the gun. It's not about the object. It's about okay. Where are you okay, at mentally but to be able to do it? In, right. I shouldn't even regulate that. It's, right. We, but here's what along we should that, be doing: is that we should actually be focusing on having fathers in the home. We should be focusing on actually having like discussions on psychology. We should be having like this is philosophy should be bigger than political science. No, I get it, but let's let's stick to what we were talking about. Can I give you an example? Let's go for it. So there is a... Man, you know I love to talk about asbestos. Hey, how about them bath mats from the fucking local fucking uh, Tokyo stores, right? So... (laughs) Yeah, brother. I actually had one of those. I had to get rid of it. Anyway, moving on. The big thing with... Uh, American free market and as has it how it has evolved is one of the things was asbestos what is asbestos good at preventing fire what is asbestos also good at giving you cancer causing mesothelioma yes giving you cancer um (laughs) it's I shouldn't laugh at that, but no, yes, I mean I, it's no, it's we. Laugh. I have a very, very dark sense. No, of we we la- we laugh at it now because boys, it's it's Finger the boys. commercials we saw as children, where it's was you or your loved. You may be entitled to yes. compensation. Yes, and so yes. there there is a res- there is now a responsibility on companies and providers of construction and fire retardants to not provide any any further building constructions or um, customers with products that have asbestos just the same way as you should be responsible as a seller of firearms to not sell to a human that you think will right use that I, in a I, I, way. I, I don't agree. Well, so like, I'm well, sorry. I'm, I, I don't agree. I think that it's. It, I think it's. It's not the seller's responsibility. Like you have, you have, you have a product, right? Someone takes the product the seller, and then they use it maliciously. The seller they always has responsibility. I don't so think here's, it, here's, so it we should can take this be. multiple different it should, ways. It's just like it's the same thing that happened when the court cases came out with like McDonald's. Okay, they were wait, like, wait. "Oh, you made me obese." No, I didn't make you obese. Did I throw cocaine inside that okay. shit? No, I did not. Okay. Like, so you chose to eat that shit. You so, chose yeah. to buy that. If, that if, person chose to buy it, I provide Trent, a service. Trent. Trent. And then you Hey, bu- hey. If you're going if you're going to hey if you're going to go that same way then that's the very so, same way that alcohol sales go. You 
at least in Washington, as a person who can serve alcohol. If you can serve alcohol in Washington, you have to be at least 18 You take this course. If you're 21, you have to take a similar course, but it's not as strict. But you, as a seller of alcohol, are still in some way responsible for the distribution of alcohol. If your bar gets caught selling alcohol to a person who is of underage, so, you know, younger than 21, it'll fall back either on the company or if they can actually pinpoint the person that sold it. Yeah, sure. Because if they, if they show a false ID and then one of my, one of my, well, one of well, my, one, wait, 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 wait. I didn't yeah. even wrong. talk about you're, you're I, no. I didn't even talk it's about false 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 IDs is a different thing. If it's yes. false, if I, I knowingly do it, then yeah, because that's no. If you know it, yes. If you knowingly do it, yes. If they show a false ID, then that is a whole different thing. We were not talking about that. Yeah. Okay. So even if it's a, if, if it's underage, so, then yeah, sure. You're underage. You're not allowed to, to sell to, alcohol to someone who is underage. So if you're knowingly sold something to somebody that was underage, you, and you didn't check their ID, yes, then yes, you're liable. So well, the, the deal the, is like the issue with that. It, well, no, it's that like, it would mean. be the same thing. That if you if you if you were trying to sell a weapon. To somebody who's on some form of list or is, is so like, here's the thing like, with that what, but what's the list though this is this is, is where i was talking about how it's a touchy subject though right so if you want to go from the responsible now I'm, I'm just saying this as like again myself from the responsible standpoint i would not sell any of my weapons that i personally own and uh, like i said i think my arsenal is probably in the 30s I would not sell any of those without going through something like an FFL because that, that gives me a two-way uh, verification. One, in that by having the FFL sign off on it, that relieves me of any liability thereof because I am showing on a federal level that I no longer own this firearm. So whatever happens with this, it's no longer my responsibility. But then at the same point, it's also showing that who's ever buying this is clear to be able to buy this. The problem that stems from that, though, one, that is the responsible thing to do. As a firearm owner, that is the responsible thing to do. Yes. However, from just a sheer basic point of private property, that's the problem. You see what I'm saying? Is that why do I need government oversight to sell my private property? What if you just handed it to the person? You, in all honesty, are legally allowed to do that. However, the repercussions like, from I that. I put it in a box and I just handed it to my like, man. You, you've been a, you've been a, you've been a real oh, stud, well, I mean, and I'm going to give you my. You can do my, that my, though. That's why you're not taxed for PayPal as a gift. But if it's I paid you for something, it's taxed. Yeah. Well, then you just throw it like. If I, I guess this is this, and this is exactly if how the black market would work. This is exactly how like black market and like gun sailing like. What, yes. Yeah, you know, it's just like listen, I'm gonna give this to you, and you're yes. gonna give me five hundred dollars. In it's, cash. It's a gift. But it's a gift, gift though. It's a but gift. See, the thing is though, you issue. are able to do that. You can't regulate that. No, you can't. So stop making laws for it. 
Because you're well, never okay, going to be able to so regulate it. As long as the there thing is, is though, this goes tangible right, currency. Remember what I said earlier. Do. This goes right back to what I had said earlier. As in, they will never outright ban firearms. They will just make it bureaucratically impossible. Unless they go and ATF tries to like actually start grabbing. But they try to do that shit in Australia. That All I can out. say with that is good luck, Fed boy. It doesn't work. <laughs> I'm, here's the thing. And I know this is, again, this, is, that, that, this, that, this will now come off as somewhat extremist. And again, that's where I sit. But I mean, I've joked about this. I've joked about this with some people before, right? People have asked me before, why the hell do I own something like a 50 cal? One, because I can. But two, imagine this, right? They want to fucking come take my shit, right? ATF boy one and ATF boy two. I take out ATF boy one. How do you think ATF boy number two is going to feel when ATF boy one has just been turned to paste? Literally paste. Bad. He's going to feel bad. Well, it's just just one of those. But again, people are like. This is the old school saying. It's just like. It's like, why do you have this? It's like, it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. It's like, just because Or I can, we can just go along with what Thomas Jefferson had said, which was an armed society is a polite society. Yeah, because, because everyone that knows, from, again, when everybody knows that everybody else is packing, they're I'm a little just, more reserved. I'm turning this going right back out. 100%, because remember what I had said earlier when we talk about the internet gives people a platform to speak whatever the hell they want without repercussions, right? Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. Imagine being faced with an alternative repercussion where, hey, guess what? This person you just pissed off, guess what? He's got something serious. So guess what? Where are we going to go with this? Well, we look at the First Amendment. When you look at we look at the law that was set up, that was like, well, for, like you can't, like, for, for instance, like that people have been, have been saying that, oh, you, you can't yell fire in a crowded space that's against the law because now you're you're, you're putting other you're putting a shit ton of people in danger well, i can right? think of situations yeah, though yeah. where you could do that though yeah well, because I, I, we're going to talk about a case where um it's not actually illegal to do that well and this this might be somewhat sensitive i think it was more of us it was more of a more, it wasn't really like that's not written into law. That's not written yeah, into law. Yeah, but here's the but thing: it was though, like this is you just... can't say something that is like detriment to close environment people. That's going to harm people because yeah. you said it. But I mean, you know? one of those things. Or you that's, can't call that's funny for with that. I'm going to kill these people who is with me. That's that's against the law. Yeah. Right. But one of the things I could throw out there, right, is when we we want to talk about yelling yeah. fire. You know, you could think of something that that I've told a lot of women that I know in my life, where in an instance of a rape case, for example, it, Jesus, you're right. <laughs> where one of those things is in an instance, it's probably actually if you want people to help you, it's probably easier to yell fucking holy shit a fire than it is to be like help I'm being raped. Yes, yes, that is actually been proven. Yeah, because more people are inclined to respond to oh shit a fire then like yeah and again we can go down that road too where i mean i've seen a lot of shit growing up in and around places like new york city where there's some situations where yeah i'm not going to get myself involved because you know what i don't want to get sued i mean good samaritan laws and all that other shit and also putting yourself in danger is also like a whole other thing that's pretty much the kenosha case it's I, I feel like it. It's like uh, okay, Colin so Hunt. that kid that like, kid pisses me he, off on but multiple But he put levels. himself in that position that which kid is pisses like, me off. But that, but he's a kid 
Nessa Dio is like a 17 year old yeah. kid put himself in that position is like I'm going to be here in the middle of some shit with a weapon which I have like I'm I'm literally strapped even though he's outside of state lines where he purchased that stuff and yeah but I mean but, but the deal yeah. is like I'm not I'm not advocating for anybody to actually do exactly what he did but I think Hell that no. his, his motivations his motivations are pure he had a med kit on him he was helping people out, and then people were chasing him because he had a weapon. Yeah, and I know one of the dudes he dropped was like a fucking child molester, so I can't yeah. argue with that. But, but I mean, but do you see what I'm saying? Is that yeah. you put yourself? Like, this is what, something my dad told me. He told me this like I was like 13 years old. He told me this. He said, "Anything after 12 o'clock, don't be a part of it." He said, "Don't be a part of anything that's after 12 o'clock. Once it hits a.m." Go home. Don't leave. Like, don't, don't, don't be a part oh, of it. Oh man, that, that fucks me up then, because I've done a lot of shit once it hits a.m. Well, how much of it was I, great? That's a, that's a topic for another day. Yeah, but I'm, so I, I'm saying is like, how much of it was good? It's like anything that happens after 12 a.m. Really it's not good. Yeah. Maybe, but this is a standard that my dad told me, and I was like, I grew up in Texas, dude. I don't. Think I grew it's up in a Texas. All right. I just think the time. <laughs> And then he also said, don't hang around people that are more likely to, like, try to get themselves in trouble. Don't hang around them, you know, and don't do stuff like that. be hanging out with me then. But here's the deal is, like, you can justify, you can justify (laughs) a lot of shit. The shit that I've done, holy shit. You can justify a lot of stuff. You can be like, yo, we're out here to protect this, you know, this this auto lot, this local business. We're out here to protect. And anybody who's hurt, we're going to help them. We're going to, like, bring your med kits. We're going to, like, wrap them up and everything like that. I mean, we're all... We're all certified and like medical yeah. and stuff like that. We can do that. And then, and then you have him like, I'm trying to keep these people from burning down this lot. And then he's like pointing the gun at him, like, don't do it. And then they get riled up and they start trying to beat him. Then he pops a couple rounds up into the air and then shit goes sideways. Hella quick. He wasn't ready for that shit. He wasn't ready. He didn't know anything about that. Like that's never happened. I mean, I mean, I'm sure it's happened in Detroit, but not not under those circumstances. Yeah, it's it. That whole situation's interesting. I mean, the I don't know. It's it's really tough for me to to speak on that. I'm not. I'm not sure. I didn't. Want, I, I didn't want to bring that up. I no, was it's fine. I can't. I just. I can't make point. up my mind on that one way or another. Um. Because. In my years of having... I've watched the videos and he was not running at anybody. He was running away from people. That's all I I took from that. I've had a concealed permit now for about seven years. And in that seven years, I've only had to draw my weapon once on somebody, which... I mean, it was pretty funny. Personally, I think it was pretty funny. But, I mean, I was about ready to drop that person. But, you know, it's just some fucking Spokane meth head. Either way. I mean, what went down? I mean, oh boy, probably shouldn't have been there. Let's no, put it that should. way. I mean, he was From outside of, outside of state lines with a weapon purchased in another state. Um, motivations aside, at his age, he didn't know the law. He doesn't. Know again, shit. yes, but the problem is with that. Ignorance of the law does not excuse you from the law. Yes. And the problem is like cool. Once you made these decisions, you're making big boy decisions now. 
and now you're going to have to deal with big boy consequences. So where where it goes from there, I mean, it's something I've been following for a while. Um, trying to see what's happened. I mean, I've seen recent images of this kid getting drunk with his parents, you know, wearing clothing. What is it like free as fuck? I think was on his hoodie. And I'm just like, cool. Now you're flaunting this shit where I'm like, you know what? If you're going to flaunt this shit, whatever hate comes your way, you invited it. Um, so, Hey, good luck. Yeah. On social media. Oh, for sure. And, yeah. And, 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 you know, mainstream media for sure. Yeah it's 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 tough it's really tough especially for myself as being someone who's so pro 2a seeing for lack of better term these fucking retards doing stupid shit you're like you know what you're just making it worse for all of us you know because yeah i mean i've had people look at me negatively especially in spokane i mean because yeah i was at the gun range probably once or twice a week every week one because i'm fucking practicing because i compete but you know they're like oh you must be one of these guys or these guys no i just like to fucking shoot is that a problem yeah you know so that's what they turn it into is like oh well because you have guns or you like guns you must believe in this or that or another thing and that just frustrates me on another level so yeah so where are we at no, I think that that basically is. Uh, cause I had a what list. A, I yeah, had I know, a list I know here. you had this list, and that's kind of what I'm looking at. Like, where did we want to go from here? So, give give it like like I said. So there's 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 fifteen there's fifteen to twenty five. Well, there's twenty five that are supposed to be coming, and I actually was watching something with Elfie earlier. What are, you, what are you talking about? Uh, I'm 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 getting there. Twenty five thousand. Okay. Guard, they're supposed to be at the Capitol. They're already there on inauguration date. No, but I'm talking about like they're oh, they're slated upcoming, to upcoming. be. People were saying fifteen thousand, yeah. but now it's twenty five thousand. And I just watched something today, which is actual today. That someone who's looking at the actual uh, the the flight, like what is it? It's like flight patterns. It's like you can actually look at the military and you can look at the actual. Like this guy, he's he's prior special forces, and he shows all the flight patterns that are going on in real time. Twenty-five thousand National Guard troops are going to be at the Capitol during inauguration. That's their that was their idea. Twenty like two twenty-five thousand. Like that's a that's a lot of people. Yeah, it is, the and then it isn't. I mean, one so, I'm looking at it's the National Guard, so it's you know meal team six out here, fucking. That's why they have twenty five thousand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of freaking people. <laughs> that's it, that's they, that's just. But me, here's though. the deal: is like I've looked everywhere on Twitter, and I've looked everywhere on BitChute. I've looked everywhere on Gab. I've looked everywhere on these other alternative sites uh-huh. to try to find. Where, like to try to find these groups, to try to find these these these, these people that are organizing and saying that they're going to be there at the inauguration, to because the mainstream media is saying like we we know that these people are organizing on social media and that they're going to be to like try to do the same thing that they did during the Capitol. That that was just a a stress test basically, like it was all stress test, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been looking 
the past two days, I've been looking and trying to find these people, trying to find these groups, just like searching, 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 looking on QAnon, like I was going deep to try to find. I say, bolder like, man than I. I have, I avoid all that shit. No, I don't. I don't avoid it because I want to know what <laughs> I, I want to know what the hell they're, they're talking about because I want to yeah. see what like how how deep is this stuff? Like how deep are they are they like these people? If they if what the mainstream media is saying is true, mm-hmm. you have like thousands of people that are coordinating that they're going to be at the Capitol. I want to see where they're where they're where they're doing this. So I I'm, I'm not going to do. It. I tried it on Twitter. I tried it on YouTube. And I tried it on like you know Bitshoot and Gab. And yeah, you probably other, hit these, some form of a brick wall though. I can't find them. Because but if there's thousands and thousands of people that are going to go up into the Capitol, yeah. Why is it so hard for me to get into it? Why is it so hard for me to find it? It's not like. I don't I don't understand. I can't I didn't find anything the past two days. I've been looking to try to find something. And it's not I ne- all I could ever find was people that were saying. Yeah, like they're, they're, we're going to we're going to do it. We're going to do it. No organization, though. No yeah. organization. They don't say if you're about this, then go to this place. But if I want to find something on Tantifa. I got it, dude. Like I'm yeah. right there. It's right there. I just click. No, it, it is something. Like that's, it doesn't. That's like, worth here's the deal. So why twenty five thousand people, guard members, surrounding that, and not just the Capitol? We're talking about all the contested states. Yeah, they're gonna. They're having guard there, like guard are surrounding all the federal buildings. So what? Wh- why? Why? I don't. I don't understand it. So I'm starting to think, who? Who controls the guard? Well, Government's so, so from, from this, from the, yeah, I mean, if you want just from the official level, the guard is actually run by the state. Yeah. Now, I don't know, I can't speak from experience how D.C. runs it, because D.C. is not technically a state. It's, it's, a di- it's, it's more you know, D.O.D. Like, yeah. Yeah, how, how that actually works, I don't know, but... I know that the governor requested I mean, as far as what the media said the governor requested the president to allow guard members there yeah and then president which Trump on that said, level i think is fucking hilarious because they're like oh yeah these guard guys need cots and shit to sleep on i'm like you couldn't tell me how many times i've slept on the dirt in fucking iraq these guys are sleeping on marble fucking floors <laughs> i've seen that the, too like in the capitol floors, building like, like what the fuck dude marble floors that's just that's just great dude you give me you give me a sleeping bag that's great i'd rather I have mean, that I'm, I'm than bumpy gonna, ass yeah, fucking dirt i'm like, not gonna lie i mean um, what you got it's actually been like an upset with some American people, as they see these soldiers sleeping on these marble floors and staircases, this is actually a thing, and people have been upset because how dare soldiers sleep in these on marble floors with well, well. It, so to just well, to put that into it's, perspective, it's, it's I how mean, dare they sleep in these such important places? And it's like a pile of soldiers. Oh my god! You know? Hard for them. It's so hard. I'll just I'll just put and it this it's way. Like, of course, we're gonna fucking sleep wherever we're deployed. No, I'll just put it this way. I mean, my first sure. my first ever deployment, and again, I'm gonna date myself here. My first ever deployment, 2006 to Iraq. I slept on the fucking dirt outside. I mean, and that was like whatever. I mean, I got my wooby, 
if you know what that is. It's a very, very fine piece of equipment, military-issued equipment that was nice and comfortable. <laughs> and I slept on the fucking, pretty much on the fucking pavement next to the aircraft I was working on. Or a couple of times, if the aircraft was clear, I just slept on a couple of the fucking ER stretchers we had in the back. So I'm just like, okay, oh no, these guys got fucking, they got their electric outlets, they can charge their phone, you got fucking heat, you got a bathroom that's right there, you're not shitting in a fucking barrel that you gotta set on fire later. It's pretty great. So, yeah. I don't know. Again, when it when it comes to the National Guard deployment, I mean, it was only natural that this was gonna happen given the events of the past couple of days. It's it's tough, especially with myself being here in Japan, seeing how it's going from, you know, us watching it from the state side, seeing how this shit's unfolding. It, it's, it's tough, but I don't know. Like, even if I think about it, I don't even know. Even if I was in the States right now, I don't know exactly where I would sit. I mean, again... I'm part of the DOD. I'm still in the Air Force. I can only do or say what I'm allowed to do or say. But I don't know. Yeah, we're under contract, man. We're under we're under contract, so Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow whatever it is, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be I'm gonna go well, ahead. I'm on that note though, again with you saying that, I mean I do remember I had it wasn't necessarily me, but it was myself and a group of other people. We I don't know led a minor insurrection if you want to say it that much um were you in the air force around the 2012 2013 time frame i was 14 i started in 14 fuck that makes me feel old i'm sorry anyway <laughs> so that was you know under the, oh, god damn it you guys are, you guys are hurting me with this um you I look know. great, man. I know what that feels <laughs> what? like. I know what it feels Thanks. Like. I try. Um, anyway, so during that time period, that's when we ran into the whole sequestration bullshit where, good Lord, Chief Cody and the last fucking chief of staff of the Air Force really oh. fucked, the Air, yeah, fucked the Air Force over. Cody was still a part of it. So here's the thing, him. though. Yeah, under, the Obama, under the Obama administration, we ran into a couple of instances where for weeks on end, we didn't get paid. The problem is, being military, if I didn't show up to work, my ass is going to prison. Yep. So I will tell you this much. That task that normally took me a half an hour, shit, that, took that shit took me now eight hours. Mm-hmm. And we fucking led that shit at Fairchild. And that didn't last all that long before all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we had funding again. But it, it just got crazy to that point. And it, it really started to make me think about a lot of different shit. I mean, in the end, you know. I felt, so, war, so, I felt war profiteering. And I thought that. No, well, okay. So I, I don't know if I spoke on this the last time I was here. But war profiteering. Military I don't know. I don't, I don't know if this. Complex, yes. Man. So I don't know if this is something that was on your list to talk about or not. But it, no, let's go into it's, it. It's it's something that I've talked about a lot. So myself, I mean, I'm speaking from age at this point. You know, I was in my freshman year of high school when September 11th happened. Hmm. You know, I was all of 15. Um, I joined the Air Force at 18. I was out of high school all of two months. I graduated in June. I was in basic in August and not even a year later, I was in Iraq. And the thing that shocked me the most, 
honestly, with being a rag, yeah, fine. I was getting shot at repeatedly. Um, on average, we were taking something like 70 plus mortars a day when I was there. Um, the thing that shocked me the most, though, was, you know, just walking around. So I didn't even get days off at that point. We got half days. So I was pretty much working like six and a half on with that. Cool. One day a week, I got to sleep in somewhat. And I'd walk around, right? I'd walk around the base that we were at. And maybe it was different because I was part of AFSOC. I was part of Air Force Special Operations Command. I'd be walking around on base and you'd start seeing a lot of different corporations. One of the things that picked me up would you'd see names like L3 Communications, Halliburton, Raytheon. And you start looking into it. Halliburton, right? Halliburton's co-owned by Dick Cheney. Halliburton fucking ran everything. Then you had another company called KBR. Um, KBR was, they ran everything for us while we were there. I mean, if I can remember, KBR ran the BX. They ran our commissary, quote unquote. They ran the chow hall. L3 communications pretty much handled anything that we had to deal with, like radio, satellite communications. L3 also ran the programs that allowed us to have internet access or to be able to call home or whatever else. Um, Halliburton dealt with all of our logistics, supplies that coming in. And I, and it really made me wonder, you know, I'm like, these people are making shit tons of money off of us being here, you know? And I just, I don't know. It was, you know, you, you go through all of us here, you know, because we're all military. We've all been through basic. I'm pretty sure you got a hit with a pretty hard esprit de corps and, you know, all that patriotism and shit like that in basic. But we're older and we've we've been betrayed before. Yeah, but then, but then level. it's like you see it on another level. I don't know. Again, I I was in Iraq. You just you see it on another level where you're just like, holy fucking shit, you know? Um, who's making the money off of this shit? Like, yeah, here's my ass on the line getting mortared, getting shot at so that this congressman or this fucking senator can make an extra fucking however fucking much money. And... Yeah, I don't know. I'm one of the weird ones when it comes to the Air Force that, yeah, fine. I've been in for a long-ass fucking time. But, it's, it's treating me but, overwhelmingly. It's been good. Like, it's been good and since I've been in. Like, it's been all right. But that's only been mainly because during the Obama administration, no, nah, dude. Like, Were I, you in during the Obama administration? Yes, I okay. deployed under the Obama administration. Okay, because I, I but, remember myself but, but being under the, in under, under Obama. The, <laughs> Multiple times, not getting a fucking paycheck. No, it sucked. The second time it didn't happen, I was deployed. I was in Iraq again when that happened. But as soon as Trump came in, no, no new wars, dude. Like I, I, I wasn't. Yes, yes, and no. Um, one of the things that kills me with the Obama administration is one of the things that he touts is we pulled everybody out of Iraq and Afghanistan. And I remember sitting there in a chow hall in Iraq. Watching him say that we pulled everybody out of Iraq, and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm still here. All that matters about optics is, like, what people will believe. Again, yeah. Because it's like, meanwhile, yeah, fine. Yes, fine. To Obama's credit, we pulled everybody out of Iraq. Guess what? They're all in Afghanistan now. The units that I was a part of, be it, Afghanis uh, be it AFSOC or not, yeah, they just shifted from being based out of Balad in Iraq to now Bagram in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. So, 
it's there are more people deployed to the capital right now than there are in Afghanistan and Iraq. Yeah, but combined. let me let me put one other point of perspective in, and I guess this this folks. I mean, I guess it applies to both of you guys, but also to myself. Me being in almost 16 years now, the entire time I've been in the military, we've technically been at war. I mean, since the time I graduated high school, even before then, even my freshman year, I've been at war for most of my 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 adult life. I mean, and yeah, it's just it's just one of those stark realities that I think of every now and then. I mean, I've only got about three years left. What was what was the year you joined? This is going to hurt you guys, but Not I really. joined in August of 2004. Yeah, I mean, looking back, even when I was a civilian, mm -hmm. I cannot remember a time that we were not at war. Yeah, and granted, this isn't a declared war. No, no. You know, it's just this whole it's, war on terrorism. It's a different but, kind of war. Yeah. It, ne it never stopped after the storm. Never yeah, stopped. I know, and it's one of those things, like, I think of, you know, like, I see myself as counterculture to the rest of the Air Force. I mean, I don't buy into half the shit that most people do. The Air Force, to me, is a job that I do. And the only reason I've stuck with it is because, well, it's a steady paycheck. And, I mean, I'm halfway decent at what I do. So, might as well I haven't well been struggling going. over COVID. I haven't been struggling. I still got my paycheck. Exactly. But that's because they keep printing money. So, they don't have to shut it down. Vaccination so, I mean, that's that's a whole other point that we can talk yeah, about. Because, like, I haven't up, even dude. touched any of that yet because I don't, I don't know. We it's not that I don't yeah. believe in it, but it's just... Um, I think it's. I think it's all. Yeah, we can definitely do that on BS. another one. Like the New York Times already. Shit. Came out. I mean, like, even on a whole other podcast. I mean, I'd sit down here for an interview if you have just just go ahead and ask me questions, and I can give you my take on shit I've seen over the years. Yeah. Uh, that, now that now that we know a little bit about your like you know yeah. your background more than we did the last time, I think. Yeah. It's yeah, just definitely. yeah. I mean, to speak on that, I've done a. I hate to say it like that because it does make me sound somewhat like a pompous asshole, but it's like I've done a lot, I've seen a lot, I've been around a lot. Well, it's about experience, man. It's about yeah. what no, you've been on the ground. Makes you sound old. Well, it's just like what I, what, I, what I said about my, my father. Like, it's like what I said Christ. about my father and my little brother being at the Capitol. They were there. They yeah. were there. They were there during the. <laughs> they were there for the rally. They heard the entire speech. I watched the entire speech. Yeah. And I looked at uh, everything that they said, that they, they said, and I vetted it. I vetted what my own family told me. I vetted it. And yeah. I got to see exactly what happened. They told me what happened. And then I actually looked at it myself. Like, it's the same thing. It's like, it's just either validating or I'm wrong. Yeah. No, and yeah, I always hate that, that the whole like, well, because you don't agree with my viewpoint, you're wrong. No, it's just that I haven't, uh, maybe I'm being fed the wrong information. Could be. It just depends on. That, that's critical again, thinking. Even, that's, even why then, we, that's why we should be teaching critical thinking in the, in the school system. I agree with that because even then, even with wrong information, it's still up to you to determine whether or not that's something you want to go along with or not. Then it gets into ideology and philosophy, which is why I want to be a philosophy teacher. But yeah. anyway, we got to wrap this up. Okay, how do you want to wrap it up? I'm going to wrap it up by just saying thank you for listening to this podcast. I mean, I know it does sound like a lot of drunken rambling, but I mean, no, still, no, it's, I think it's that, worth listening to. I thought that it was very, we went through multiple points. We kept it pretty, pretty yeah. systematic. Yeah. And I mean, I do hope that to those listening with this one, I do hope it is raised some interesting questions. I hope we see those questions in whatever forum you post this on. I hope we see those yep. questions. Maybe we can reattack 
those questions at some other point. I mean, yep. I'd be happy to answer any questions. I mean, if any listeners out there have any questions for me specifically, I'm happy to answer based on my viewpoints. Again, I will stress that this is my viewpoint. I don't speak for the Air Force, the U.S. government, anything else. I can only speak on what I've seen and what I personally believe. Yep. And I'll um, say the same. I'll say the same. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm happy to answer anything on what I've seen. Um, on that note, yeah, I mean, I've done almost a year plus in Iraq, deployed, consecutive, not consecutively, but, you know, cumulatively over deployments. Same um, with me for Turkey. Yeah. yeah. I've been Iraq, Kyrgyzstan, Afghanistan, um, and then Al-Udid being the Qatar. I mean, you could call that a deployment if you want. I don't. It's just, the deed is a shithole, but... Yeah, yeah. But that's if you for, wanna, that's if you for wanna, another day. If you want to, if you want to message questions, if you want to ask a question, then you can do that um, by emailing the podcast lostoutpodcast.yahoo.com, or you can find me on uh, Facebook Messenger. You can like, I'm, I'm, I might be getting rid of my Facebook, or probably just get cut out. Shit, I mean, I, I, wa- I wanted to before. For I as came long here. as it's open, it's Trent Colton Castleberry. You can just find me there. <laughs> Like I don't mind being out there, dude. Like, yeah. I, I mean, being being canceled to me adds validation. Yeah. Like, in in yeah. my opinion. So, uh, but you can also listen to this episode on Apple Podcast um, if it's still open. Lost Owl Podcast. That yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I already said that. Lost Owl Podcast. Just look up Lost Owl Podcast. That and on Spotify. That's and or you can go to my website. It's lostoutpodcast dot com, and then you can find all the episodes that I have. And we're not always talking about politics. We're not always talking about, it, but that's this is this is the flare right now, man. We're, yep. we're talking about it, and I've been doing a lot of a lot of looking in, a lot of paying attention, and then trying to figure out what is what is true, what isn't, what is real information, what is disinformation, what is misinformation, and trying to figure like and and going on the left and then going on the right and then trying to find the middle is it's hard. Trying to find what is true is difficult because. Yeah. The more I go into the conservative point, the closer I get to like the QAnon speculations, and I you got to yeah. look at what's the evidence, man. Where where's the evidence? Was, when they keep saying, and here's the deal: something. Some, I'm gonna say this is my closing. I I, pray, I swear it's my closing. If if somebody says that look, I have I have multiple sources, and then they're just like spouting off not like craziness, like. You need some kind of source. The, like the, the thing when it comes to like sources, guys, I mean, to back you up on that, it has to be a credible source. That's I mean, the deal. It's like, and and here's my here's my thing. <laughs> I, I, here's, I, I'm just trying to help people out. Yeah. Right. If they're gonna say they have a source, they gotta say, I have a source in this, 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 or this. If they say they have a source in the whatever department or whatever, it's it's you should be skeptical. But it's better than looking at somebody on the QAnon that says that I have multiple sources, and that's it. Yeah, like because anybody could say I could come out and say, like, yo, dude, like, like there, there's a satanic cult of aliens, and I have multiple sources that are telling me this right now. It's crazy. Like, it's it's it, you guys, you you would go insane if I told you. I can't I can't divulge them because I can't give the names out. That's yeah. not who you want to listen to. You no. don't want to listen to them. All right, but anyway, that's the podcast. Thank you so much, Sean, for coming out. No worries. I'm happy to be here anytime.
I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm off next week too. If you want to, like, you know, get together and we can talk more about off a whole week, huh? Yeah. Wow. Ah, you know, like fucking honors. I decided to take. I, I had like fifty something days. Fifty something days up. <laughs> I don't want to be like those guys. Like, no, you, you got you these good. guys that have like I got eighty days, and they make like a mark of like I'm awesome. Like, no. Anyway, so anyway, thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Everyone, say goodbye. Take it easy. Bye. <laughs> Everyone's so tired. <laughs>